Hello, and welcome to the show. This is essentially a beta. With no listeners, no real followers, and no intentions other than to record a podcast with friends, the Travis Lebrecht Show comes at you with the purest of love vibes. I, Travis Lebrecht, am so pleased that you, the listener, have pressed play and allowed my voice to nestle into your tender earbuds. This is truly a great honor. If you find yourself listening to this, know that for one, I am honored, and two, you should have no expectations. Seriously, throw them out of the window. Honestly, if you're like me, it might do you some good to throw some of your expectations out the window. Life is hard, and the less you expect or feel you deserve, the less pain you will find yourself in when you order a steak medium and it comes out well done. If you can toss those silly little expectations of yours out the window, maybe this podcast has a chance of being all right. Most likely not, though. Even with very low expectations, I fear this podcast is in its infancy and may very well suck especially in comparison to all the entertaining podcasts that aren't recorded in dank basements on the outskirts of Flint, Michigan. Today, my sweet friend, my guest is my good friend, Bob Mannion. Bob is a unique and gifted young man. He has a bachelor's in physics from the University of Michigan and is currently pursuing a master's in geology at Wayne State in Detroit. Although not discussed in this episode, Bob loves playing in the dirt. He has a crafty mind that thrives on intricate details and marijuana. The two of us sit down and have a glass of delicious whiskey and shoot the breeze like we always do. Some points may be rough to listen to, but such is the nature of our relationship. Bob and myself are very different people who somehow have a lot in common. Our outlooks generally differ, but we enjoy sitting and discussing them to better understand each other. Aside from his academic pursuits, Bob is an excellent drummer. The reason why I picked up the craft myself. He plays regularly with our previous guest, J.R. Green, and can throw down a beat that would get Zeus hyped to go to war. Bob is an all-around interesting guy who, for a 25-year-old, is quite worldly. Hopefully, this conversation tickles your fancy like it tickled mine. I introduce to the void, Bob the Blade Mannion. <laughs> smile upon us all right we're here you're in my basement and now we're gonna keep doing what we've been doing what which do I, is what do i do you talk now that i'm being recorded yeah get oh, get get get, get get up in there get up in am there. i close enough how's that yeah now? yeah is this good that's better does this appease the machine gods it appeases the machine gods okay it appeases the trav it appeases the trav good okay i don't like referring to myself in third person the though. trav kind of freaks you gotta, me out. You gotta do it sometimes, man. Really? Every now and then. Do you refer to yourself in third person? Only uh, for my middle name. Like Bob the Blade. <laughs> That's the only time. 
is the blade your favorite of your middle name? I don't know. I think they're all ridiculous, and I love them. I, I <laughs> there's something about it, like calling yourself Bob the Blade Manion. I think that's what I would be if I was like a rogue type character in like a D and D dungeon. Yeah, or not a dungeon, a tavern. That that's what my name would be. I'd have like a scar and a milky white eye. They'd be like, "That's Bob the Blade." Do you have like powers? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe some kind of like illusion skills. I don't know. Illusion skills. Yeah. Like you can just like if I'm I'm thinking like the Bob the Blade type ego would be like a like an assassin, like a shadowy right. uh evil aligned assassin. Bob the muscle is more like, so you a, just got like, like a fighter. <laughs> yeah, Bob the muscle. That's what <laughs> I was gonna get to next. So can you, you just based on uh like like the cloak you wear determines what powers you have like or what role you take kind of they're two sides of the same coin bob the muscle mm-hmm. he's the strong he's 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 the he's the the brawn of the operation we, we can't we can't, can't uh, oh my god i can't talk can't forget about the third who is bob the brain bob the brain that's my that's the evil alter ego they're all alter no. ego that, that's a new one i just came up with on the spot it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you come up with these like all the time no, there's only the three that I can think of. Bob the Brain, Bob That's the Muscle, just, yeah, and Bob the Blade. And Bob the Blade. <laughs> now, th- tell me more about Bob the Blade. I don't know. Um, let's see. Kind of like a like a ninja type character, I guess. You know, like I guess that's like the aesthetic of Bob the Blade. A ninja. <laughs> you ever played Skyrim, like the uh, the Dark Brotherhood? Okay. Yeah. And you assassinate those who need assassinating. Um. Yeah, or those who don't. Now, just anybody. Are you discriminatory? Like you um, just you you just non-discriminately killing and well assassinating. No, certainly people. not. That's not what Bob the Blade would do. That's not what that's about. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. It wouldn't be a not wanton, you know. It'd be calculated to some degree. Well, you just said <laughs> sometimes you assassinate those who don't need to well, be assassinated. Yeah, but I mean it's like if you're serving in like an assassin's guild type thing, you know, you can't be picky. People come and they give you gold and somebody needs to kill it. <laughs> I guess that is true. That's just that, that's how it is if you're living in a medieval fantasy assassin's guild. Damn. <laughs> I've never like considered like what it would be like to be like an actual assassin, you know? They fucking exist. That's they do thing. exist. They're out there, man. Like I wonder what movie like properly depicts an assassin like the best, like a real life assassin. There is one that I saw actually, uh, only segments of, but they use it to um like instruct people in firearm training. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's a Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx movie. Ooh, I and like it's essentially Tom, Tom Cruise is like a hitman, assassin type guy. And yeah. Tom, uh, Jamie, Cru- or, oh my God, Jamie Foxx is a taxi driver. Jamie and Cruise. he basically just commandeers his taxi and is like, drive me around. He zip ties into the steering wheel and he just takes him to his, on his errands through the night. Uh, there's a scene where Jamie Foxx is zip tied to the car in an alleyway. And he's just honking the horn trying to get someone's attention. And these like three... Uh, like ruffians, like street alley dudes kind of come up and they're like, hey man, what's wrong? He's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm stuck. This crazy guy has me tied to this car. And so then they pull a gun on him and they rob his car. And as they're walking away, Tom Cruise comes out and he like asks them, like, hey, what are you doing with my briefcase? Home slice or something like that. Something crazy. He's wearing Tom like, Cruise says suit. home slice. He doesn't say he's like sup bud or something like that. Uh, I, don't I know. wish Tom Cruise said. He doesn't home say slice. Ho- I think he says homie. He's like, hey homie, is that my briefcase? That's and still so funny. And so the guy comes over and is pointing a gun at him, 
and there's like three guys and Tom Cruise does this. It's something that he really trained on and it's really impressive to watch actually. He like throws his jacket open, bats aside a gun so they can't fire uh, the one that's pointed at him and he quick draws his uh, sidearm and it's like two shots while he's got it just out of the holster. So kind of like from the hip. And it's, it's just, just pop, pop. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's impressive just watching how quickly it happens. It's also terrifying hmm. that there's people that are probably trained and stuff like that that can just, you know, they can, you dude. can go from having a gun in your face to having two corpses in front of you in a couple seconds. That's the thing about that, that people don't understand about, like, having a gun, like, and carrying a gun, is by carrying a gun, you automatically just in dramatically increase your risk of getting shot. Yeah. You're just carrying around a killing tool. Yeah, if somebody this, knows how to take it away thing. from you, <laughs> if you're not really properly trained. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like people who like can just shoot a pistol extremely accurately, yeah. and I I can't like shooting something from 20 yards with a pistol, like trying to shoot a two liter bottle from it's 20 it's yards it's with hard. a pistol. You got 10 shots, 12 <laughs> shots. I'm probably gonna miss all of them. You're you're lucky if you get one. Mm -hmm. It makes me very confident, like, if somebody's, like, pointing a gun at me from a distance, like, how good a shot are they, you know? Fuck you. It would still scare the... I mean, it depends, man. If, they, uh, if it's a handgun, I would not I would still be scared. Oh, I'd still yeah. be scared shitless if someone is 20 Terrifying. yards away from me with a handgun. Terrifying. <laughs> but at the same time, how good a shot are you? Uh, How lucky are you? I'm the You're a lot bigger than a two-liter bottle. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really... But like I don't know, I think I'm pretty resilient. I could take one or two pops, you know, and keep and, and keep my shit together. <sighs> Just a pop, pop. Like I've been hit, you know. I don't. Depends where though. Depends where. You've never been shot though. I've been shot with stuff. With I got stuff. A uh, paintball gun. That's not a gun. It's still getting just thwacked. Yeah, but it's something that has like a tenth of the kinetic energy at best. No, it's traveling. It's traveling subsonic. Yeah. And it's made of pl a paint that breaks on your skin. Yeah. Rather than, you know, a small rifle cartridge that is made of metal and travels at Mach 2 and is designed to shatter inside of your body as opposed to some, on the outside. Some, not every bullet. Not all of them, like but that. like a five, five, six round, for instance, from an AR-15, those things yeah. generally have a tendency to like shatter and tumble inside of the body. Is, that, is, is an AR-15, is that a twenty two caliber? No, it's a five five six caliber two two three. Okay, okay. Somebody told me that they were like AR fifteens were essentially twenty twos that shot fast. I and mean, I was like, no, well. it's not. It's definitely and not. You just <laughs> describe like the bullet action of it, and that's what happens with a twenty two. A lot of when you when somebody gets shot with one, they just bounce around inside you. They don't. They don't typically have exit wounds. Right, because it doesn't have the power to get out. But the which the makes it actually much more lethal than you would think. If something starts tumbling and twisting inside of you yeah. while it's traveling, it's a lot more deadly. It creates like cavities and things like that. Oh yeah, it's like real if bad you get shit. shot in the head with a twenty-two, mm -hmm. you're fuck so. Yep. Like, but that's uh, that's what's bad about like the five-five-six rounds. You know, it's like some. I don't. Do I don't know thing. if uh, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't tumble like that. They actually like like they're frangible more or less. So they hit and they break apart. Yeah. So you get like two or three twenty-two caliber bullet size chunks tumbling and going in different paths through the body. Dude, that's so evil. Yeah. But let's give everybody one. Eh. Yeah, I'm more comfortable. So they can hold them in the classrooms where they have uh, their yeah. kids there. 
Maybe. Because nobody nobody that's like of sound mind does bad things with them. No. Generally, like who what what sane person is shooting up a school? Not very many. What sane person is going into a Walmart and just start popping people, dude? Not very many. You know, you think about it. Never mind. I don't even want to give the universe ideas <laughs> because I just thought of something like don't in a Walmart. Don't need to put anybody. So don't need to give anybody ideas. Yeah. I was just like, oh, why do, Why wouldn't you just do that? You know, just like all the cashiers just lined up in a nice little row. <laughs> <laughs> You need a hell of a thing to be able to do that. It doesn't to, to sound drop like a, drop them all at once. Oh, I don't know why we're talking about this now. Oh, I no. mean, <laughs> it's just theories. Hey, I don't know. Oh, that's bad. It is bad, but like, yeah. see, and the thing is, we should be able to talk about it and almost laugh at it because it is ridiculous that any totally no human in their right mind would ever do that. No, but lots of humans aren't in their right minds. <sighs> Ain't that the truth? And lots of pe- lots of humans aren't necessarily like crazy. They're just not in the right mind. Yeah. They're just like slightly off of the right mind because shit just sucks for them. People get lost. Oh, there's so many lost people out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody's a little bit lost, though. Everybody is, but not all who wander are lost. No. I sure as hell am. <laughs> Don't you have a T-shirt that says that? Uh no. Hmm. Thought I did. I don't know. I think mm. that uh, there's a lot of people that uh, you. Y- I I can't even speak for other people or how other people feel, but I do know that like, for me, sometimes it gets like <sighs> you get like so caught up in what's going around you that or I get so caught up in like the kinetic energy of my life Mm -hmm. that I forget about like what's really important and that's something that's like kind of corny you know the idea of like you forget what's important but you really do and like I have moments where I remember like oh my god yeah what am I doing like oh this is how shit's supposed to be yeah <laughs> exactly and those moments like that's that's i don't want to be like preachy but that's the reason why i work out is because that's when those moments come is where i get kind of reminded why like i'm motivated to like or not motivated but like i kind of remember like a little bit of a purpose you know yeah okay but like <laughs> i think that's y- something uh, that you just get at hobbies i mean in y- general cause I, I, agree, I feel yes. the same way just when i'm just painted some dumb little thing. I mean, yeah. it's like, wow, I'm having a great time right now. This is just a fun little, just enjoy the little things. Yeah. Just sit here and just, just, I don't know, be present and mindful of something. That is the best, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing better than when you're like in something, you know? Mm-hmm. Just totally engrossed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just forget about everything. And that's in a weird way. It takes you out of the kinetic energy or the, the, that, that, that driving force that you exist in that streamline. Well, it's, it's like literally a, a slowdown, more or less. So yeah. with kinetic energy, yeah, you it would be a total, I don't know, total uh, loss of kinetic energy. Or well, and think that's kind of what meditating is too. I guess yeah. just in general, anything like that, uh, being mindful, I think helps slow that down. Sometimes the activity that you do though to get there s- is you're speeding up. Like if I'm running, mm-hmm. like that gets you to that spot, you know, where like you get in that flow state. Mm-hmm. 
but at the same like er, or, the drumming flow state is a weird one mm-hmm. because sometimes it's really fast paced and other times it's really slow it depends on what you're playing it depends on the music mm-hmm. you're playing and it's have you have you experienced that because you yeah, are a drummer all the time yeah, it's all the time? How do you get there? all the time, but a lot of the time. I mean, I, if I'm doing it just by myself, um, I was just practicing out of stick control the other day, and I just kind of lost 45 minutes of time just sitting there doing little tippy-tappies on my pa- practice pad. I do that sometimes. Um, so, I mean, that's one kind of flow state where it's just being very like present about the patterns and the timing it's like the most simplified drumming flow state that you can get into it's just all the bullshit's gone it's just like the the essence of it do you get moments that sounds like like this where i'll get moments where i'm just obsessed with something and i get obsessed like with drum like uh, with doing a beat on the drums i get obsessed with it and I just keep doing it over and over and over again. And I just, regardless of the amount of time it's taking, regardless of like what I have to do outside of it, I'm just like, all I can think about is that you like that. Pretty good. It's some pretty good shit, dude. It's good whiskey. It is. You can honestly, it balances really nicely on here. If you just want to keep it close that, that whiskey is, uh, I, uh, well, do you want to hear the story behind it? How sure. I discovered it? Okay. So at five Oh one, we were all, like hanging out and we're we always get new alcohol in we always get new beer and we all try it mm-hmm. and uh we're the main bartenders there are all whiskey guys you know if we're gonna do a shot of something it's 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 usually whiskey jameson um for a while one dude his thing was fuck it was canadian club oh, but i think we all gave him enough shit <laughs> like Bro, that stuff is so gross. Like, <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, Canadian Club's not all that great. Anyways. Not that I'm a whiskey fan. I, I, I'm, I'm selective with whiskey. I like some. But anyways, so um, they were saying, like, yeah, we got this, we got this, this peanut butter whiskey. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, huh? Yeah. Does that make some sense? Yeah. It, it, bro, it's delicious. If you had, if if there's anybody listening, they haven't guessed. This is screwball whiskey. So, anyways, the story is like we got th- th- somebody brought in the peanut butter whiskey, and I was like, "That's weird." We all took a shot of it, and I was like, "This is delicious." <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never like, like, I've g- I'll get whiskey on the rocks occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I like sipping on it. Never have I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I got this, and I'm like, mm, "This is tasty on ice." Um, but, uh, and then like in the following weeks, I'm listening to podcasts and this shit just blew up. Like, like I try it. And then a week or two later, I started seeing it on like, I saw it on like four or five different podcasts. I was (laughs) like, Hey, that's (laughs) so like right when it came out. It might have been. I don't know. So this maybe was that's just like maybe it's just uh, their initial marketing push or something. Maybe I don't know. Any rate, it's pretty good. It's really good. I mean, it's you don't drink it all the time. I don't think. I don't drink any whiskey all the time. You're not a whiskey guy at all. Not, not really. No. Hmm. Tequila, tequila in general, really what I like. I don't. I, I, I drink <sighs> like a middle-aged wasp on a diet. Like a wasp, as in like a woman, like, like a, a waspy woman. Yeah, just like or a, a waspy like wealthy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting adjective wasp i do like that like uh like uh jonah hill in 
the Wolf of Wall Street played a very waspy character. I think so, yeah. Hey, come on, he had the big veneers on his teeth and the high, <laughs> I'm a, like just like the the overbearing. Mm-hmm. I picture Jewish. almost like um, like do you know uh, Arrested Development? Yeah, uh, Lucille Bluth to me is very waspy. Like oh, that's, she that's is. That's what a waspy I think woman. of when I hear it. Yeah, just like kind of like highfalutin, hoity-toity, mm-hmm. well dressed, but still looks like she's just she has the closet of a woman that's eighty years old. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like those kind of people. Honestly, I kind of have a know. thing for those kind of people. I like really wealthy people. They're fun. oh, billionaires. I don't know any billionaires. They're awful. They're all pedophiles. What about millionaires? Millionaires probably are just they want to be pedophiles. But I mean, every them. every like millionaire fa- family that I've like gotten to hang out with. You know, which isn't like, you know, I have a super eclectic group of these. It's only, it's a small handful. But I do know some millionaires and have gotten to hang out with some millionaires. And there's a level of relaxation that, like, this vibe that they have that is just different than all of my middle class, like, friends and family. They're just, they're just ready to have fun. It's because they don't have any concerns. It's because they're filthy rich. <laughs> it's because, like, if people say money doesn't buy happiness. Cool. Yes. No. It. I don't believe it does. But it does reduce your stress levels oh, a lot. Certainly. I mean, there is a certain correlation between the amount of money that you have and the amount of happiness that you have up to a certain point. Yes. It's like, isn't it like something like over $80,000 a year? There's. It's not really as easily measurable. It might be like 500000 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, there's a big difference between making 80k and 500k. I think it's like after that, it like difference. plateaus or something. Because after a certain point, I mean, it's like I don't know. That's how I feel about like Jeff Bezos and things like that. Like, well, he's that's just like a, freak shit. Yeah, that's but like he's just a dude who started off like, like he's always. I don't know. I've watched the documentaries about him and yeah. some things like that. And like he started off kind of small and just has kind of grown with stuff. So yeah. What, has, like, what was acumen. his? What was? Do you know his start? Uh, he was working for some kind of company, and I think they, he noticed some kind of trend or something like that. I don't remember what exactly what it was. He was working at a different company, got an idea, went and started, like, selling stuff online, basically started Amazon, which is just an online bookstore to begin with, uh, and now it grew into the monstrosity That's that is right. Today. I forgot that Amazon started with just books. Yep. That's now just Jeff books. Bezos has billions of dollars, and it's like, what, what are you going to do with all that, man? Make drones. He's like, I'm going to meddle with the entire world to make it how I want it to be. And it's because after a certain point, it's like, I have out. everything that I want. I might as well just start making everything how I want it to be. There, there needs to be something. I mean, if he's having fun, like let them, let him have fun as long as this doesn't start infringing on people's rights. You know, like have fun, when buddy. When is go it going? I mean, there's so much inequality in America. Is it? Isn't it kind of already <laughs> infringing on other people? I mean, he basically has slaves. Let's be real. Amazon employees are essentially slaves, modern day slaves. I think prisoners are closer to modern day slaves. That's true. That's I true. I mean, an Maybe Amazon employee servitude. is still, you know, I mean, look. They're I'm getting, not saying they're, they're, have you they're heard about, like, all the conditions and, like, their Yeah, it doesn't sound shit? like a fun place to work. No. But, like, I mean, I, I'm, I have a weird perspective on that because, like, I come from a very, like, blue-collar, like, hardworking family, you know, and mm-hmm. I've worked warehouse jobs. I've done, I've, I've worked lawn care. Um, I have, like, this perspective of, like, you can... You can elevate yourself if you if you have your head on your shoulders, 
And if 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 you're stuck working, if you found a job at Amazon and you're excited about it, and you're like, cool, this is gonna pay the bills. You start working there. After a year, you realize, like, motherfucker, my feet always hurt. Jeff is always down here yelling us crack, yelling at us, cracking the whip. Like, my I got blisters. I'm I'm working my ass off, yeah. homie. It's time you start talking to your friends. It's time you ma- start making some calls and finding out what other jobs you have. It might just be another warehouse. But if you don't like the conditions you're in, there's we need a baseline of like acceptable conditions. But we also need to like, I do believe in a little bit of pulling up the bootstraps. I mean, well, nobody says that you can't do that and that it's not like um, an admirable thing to do. But without that baseline level of. I mean, this is kind of where it starts. Stuff starts getting into like you know, like, like the minimum wage should go up, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, um, the concern about that is always right. Like, if minimum wage goes up, the price of everything else will. Yeah, but also everybody's getting paid more money then, so they can afford an increased price. True, but would it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the, okay. Go on. Sorry. I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's like, I don't disagree that people shouldn't put in work and no one is saying that i think by and large people want to work and most experiments with things like universal basic income in other countries like um over in europe i don't know where they've done it exactly but there's two or three countries that have implemented like ubis Mm -hmm. and for the most part they don't really see like a dip in productivity or anything like that nobody's people work less i mean the proposed like 1200 a month for ubi that's not enough to live. No, but it's certainly enough to lift a lot of people out of poverty. It would lift. It would. It would have made my college experience a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. It would have made when my transmission blew. Oh, no big deal. It's yeah. okay. I got eight thousand dollars saved. So it's not like you can't. I mean, it would suck. Twelve hundred bucks a month isn't a lot to live on. Definitely not. No, but if if I have a job as a waiter and yeah. I'm also getting twelve hundred bucks, I can now afford to rent. I can do all these different things, like, and it, it takes the stress away. When I've just gotten like, like financial aid returns back, like, it's so crazy the amount of stress that is like immediately gone. Yeah. Just with like fifteen hundred bucks in the bank. There's enough money in the world that we don't need to have poor people. I mean, there's companies need poor people. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. That's why there are poor people. But do they need poor people with the rise of with like innovation and in the advancement of technology we're going to have less and less people being employed and the question is now like okay so what are people going to do there will be new jobs that are created but like a lot of the new jobs are going to be technical jobs yeah Shit i guess like need. we like don't need you're poor gonna be people programming and taking care of robots yeah poor people we're isn't good for any country it's not i mean it's not good to be i mean not that they're i don't know no, being poor sucks, and there's a lot of poverty, that especially, like, just abject grinding poverty. I mean, there's parts of the U.S. that are third-world countries. Oh, yeah. We, we have, live n- right next to one. We have, um, there's Doctors Without Borders in the U.S. right now yeah. because our healthcare system sucks so bad. Because So now we have... <laughs> well, our healthcare system both sucks and is the best in the world. If you're rich. I mean, I'm not rich, and I w- if, if I had a... I could get... I mean, you know, just because my mom has good health insurance, you know, we're not rich, but I can get any elective surgery that I need. And if I came down with a severe illness, I would get the best medical care and could easily get the best medical care in the world. That's very lucky for you. It is very lucky for me. There's a lot of people in America that can't get that. True. 
but you don't have to be rich to get it. That's the only point I was making. No, you don't have to be rich. You can get uh, you can have no money and you could get put into debt. Yeah, which is just insane. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm sorry you grew a tumor. Yeah, bad luck for you. Guess you owe me a hundred uh, five hundred thousand dollars now. I've seen like stats of like the cost of x rays compared with like other countries that have uh, you know, universal health care. And it's like, so how come an x ray here cost ten times more than it does say in France? Why is that? Because hmm? it's the same machine. Same manpower. It's same science. Same science. Why does it cost so much more here? Because I mean, a lot of it, I think, is at least what I've heard. I've watched a couple different YouTube videos. That means I'm a master of this kind of stuff. It right? means you're an expert. Exactly. We, <laughs> hold on. Everybody Let's listening to this should just listen to me. I'm a doctor, and you're actually a astrophysicist. Precisely. Yes. yes. With yes. a PhD mm-hmm. in three different fields. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> glad we established that just so people know. No, I'm I'm a straight up dumb dumb. Um You got a degree? That's yeah, I guess. <laughs> it says it. It says Bobby Mannion. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know a couple things. Robert Paul Mannion. Um But anyway, healthcare. Um, as far as I know, a lot of that's like administrative. It's because we have a gigantic health insurance network and most of the medical st- cost is like administrative stuff I mean, not most but uh, it's a lot mm-hmm. those those boys up at the top those boys and gals up at the top of uh, hospitals who generally uh you know are very wealthy and have gone in on uh, different business opportunities and found yeah. themselves on the boards of major hospitals and metropolitan areas with no real medical experience or understanding, making decisions for doctors, nurses, and all the others in hospitals about policies, working with lawyers who have no real medical education. Are we talking about we're talking the medical about industry, or are we talking about like the government now at this point? Well, <laughs> it sounds like the exact same problem. It's the exact same problem because <laughs> you have non-experts telling experts what to do. Yep. Where you have you have with especially with the outbreak of COVID, like w- hospitals were the administrations were telling doctors not to wear face masks, like explicitly saying if it's you are bad. seen wearing a face mask in the hallways, you will be reprimanded not giving face masks, all sorts of crazy shit. There was so much. There was doctors that were being let go because they posted on Facebook about the conditions inside the hospitals when it first broke out. And, you know, everybody's ripping on China because they covered up some COVID stuff, and it's like we're doing the same stuff. And and, and, and we're doing it on a small scale. Mm -hmm. They were doing it at Hurley in in Flint. They were doing it at Genesis. They were doing it at every fucking hospital because all these 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 people, these administrators with no faces, just these suits that sit in the top of the building and plot were were being horrific. Like they were. uh, It's pretty telling about like our two different systems. Like you know, in China, like all that. The suppression of information is coming straight from the government, but here a lot of suppression of information seems like it's coming straight from corporations. Like, isn't that interesting seeing where power lies in our two different systems? I mean, yeah, I think it's all just people, you know? Yeah. I think it's oh, all... Oh, it's definitely... It's, I mean, it's, like, all, it's people in different positions, so, yeah. you know, like, as opposed to, like, like uh, being on the communist board versus being on the board of a hospital. Yeah. Well, it, it shows you the different levels because the, the, the corruption corruption is on every level mm-hmm. like with when you have people who hold power over other people if they're not 
moral and ethical they're very easily corrupted mm-hmm. s- by money and greed and fear like the i'm not saying that the people on the board of hospital the administration are bad people but there's a good chance that they're very fearful of potential lawsuits they're very fearful of what happens if we run completely out of masks and there's no masks like we got to conserve these but the thing is, uh, the decision making wasn't in a clear state of mind, and it wasn't it wasn't something I want out of leaders. That's you know? fair, and I guess sometimes you know, like um, directors and board members and stuff like that are sometimes forced into doing things that they don't themselves agree with. Um, and I yeah. guess it speaks generally in terms of hospitals, probably, and also just companies. To me, that's pathetic. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, someone has to make like um, like uh, there's a guy I was listening to the other day who was the board of some manufacturing company and like he said like from me i think that we should you know keep like you know do whatever we need to do to keep manufacturing here but as a director of a board i have to do what exactly what the share members want so even though i want to keep manufacturing here i have to outsource everything because that's what is demanded by the boards because that's what's going to save them the most money well, who, who who was that? I don't know. I feel like that's something familiar that I might have seen as well or I like heard heard a story similar to that where it's like, oh, oh, I remember what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with um, somebody who holds a high position at Mott mm-hmm. um, and th- the community, c- the college I go to. Yeah. And um, they were telling me, as this position you know i cannot recommend you do that i would actually have to say that you should not do like i don't know how to phrase this i don't want to like you know anyways the thing is it's like somebody in a position of power who who is also underneath the thumb of administration mm-hmm. being influenced to do stuff and made to make decisions that they know are wrong but still carrying out that decision is uh is really unfortunate that sounds awful it happened in the nursing program it happened mm-hmm. with our uh, our nursing program coordinator when this all broke out she said point blank that the decision to suspend all classes and not allow the June 2020 class, my class, Mm -hmm. to graduate in June was not the best decision for the students. But But it was determined to be the safest. And she took on this, this persona of a politician who had a really unfortunate level of complete lack of empathy. Mm -hmm. She was very short. She dodged questions and she, her communication with the students and her staff was just abhorrent. Like she, she showed that she did not, she does not belong in the leadership position. She does not belong as the head program coordinator of the nursing program like she doesn't she should not be the dean of that program Mm -hmm. and it was just you don't get to see that until there's a a major time of stress you know because i don't know i'm getting 
it's a it's a long story and there's a lot to it, and I am very emotionally charged by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's just there's something that happened where she knew what she was doing, the decisions that she was making and passing through were the wrong decisions, but she did it anyway. And the lack of, like, fight was just disappointing, you know? Like, when somebody somebody who knows they're doing the wrong thing doesn't stand up for the right thing. I think part of that is because people just do their jobs. Yeah. And if you get put in your job, like, I know in my job, if something, Can you get up to the mic a little if bit something more? like I don't know difficult to handle crops up it's like ah fuck this is a pain in the ass now yeah and I imagine that's probably how she felt you know yeah. like if this isn't her great passion in life and now all of a sudden she has a bunch of pissed off students that she has to deal with she's like fuck I don't want to even talk to these people most of the time you know but at this the is same just my time job and now all of a sudden it's hard this woman's a PhD. PhDs are humans too. Yeah, I know exactly. But but the thing is, it's like if you're gonna take on that position of power, you better be able to handle it. No one thinks about that kind of stuff. No, no, but some people do. Some people do. That's nice. Generals in the military do. Do they? They do. Do uh, I I mean General Patton. I mean, have you ever listened to him speak? He's a lunatic. Is he? Kind of. Yeah. I I mean, I. He's a crazy person. He like smacked his soldiers when they were like. Like, some dude had, like, combat fatigue because he'd been fighting for however long, and he was, like, kind of, like, shell-shocked. He's like, I don't really want to fight anymore. And so Patton, like, basically just called him a pussy and smacked him. <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need, I'm going to need evidence of that. <laughs> it's a very, it's a pretty well-known story. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. Gen- generally, generals in the military understand the massive amount of responsibility they have. Somebody who is in a, a dean position or somebody who is uh, in the position of a mayor or in the position, a leadership position, should be very intimately connected with the massive responsibility that they hold at their fingertips and understand the ramifications. Not everybody is suited for that. Not every general is suited for that. Probably not, but like... There's so many examples of history... Of people who were generals who probably shouldn't have been generals. Yeah, and there's think about it, and there's so many examples of, you know, should presidents anybody even consi- be a general? It's, should anybody hold that kind of power? No. That's a great question. This is something that I've been reading about in, uh, I think it's Sapiens right now. Um, it's like people who get into positions of power like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's almost like they start exhibiting these like crazy death denial behaviors. Like generals sending millions of people to their death, like is that them doing their duty, or is that them getting themselves off on how much power they wield? Or is it just like I killed a hundred thousand men in an afternoon? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who knows what's going on in their head? They're probably tripping balls on murder and pillage and rape. Yeah, and they don't even remember what it's like to to be a normal person anymore. Yeah. Because they get ingrained into a system full of imagined realities that they begin to use to guide their behavior, and they use it to justify their actions. Word up to that, dude. I, that's 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 how I think about so much. It's like, 
you put a badge on someone and immediately their behavior shifts. Yeah. You put somebody, you tell somebody, okay, I'm going to need you to run. You're in charge of the kitchen for an hour. Immediately there is a shift in attitude. Because you've given them a position. They have a responsibility now. And yes. that's full of preconceived notions that yes. you put in their head and that already live in their head. And that already live so in their head. Go, oh, from I'm in charge. I'm in charge of something. Yeah. Well, you look at uh, you look at uh, my favorite example, and maybe the best example. I don't know. I heard some things about maybe it being a little bit fudged, but uh, recently, but uh, at its at, at the ground level, the uh, Stanford prison experiment. Oh yeah, I just watched a, pr- a big uh, video about that too. Yeah, that that from. Uh, I remember seeing that in a psychology class, I think maybe in high school or, I don't know, freshman year of college. And it was just tr- so revealing about human nature. When well, there's it's also they they didn't do that experiment very well in some respects. Okay. I wa- like the video I watched is very critical about it. Yeah, well, that's what I, I've heard people becoming critical about it lately. Mm, like they say, like. Like I, d- I don't disagree that putting a badge on someone it, it it gives them ideas about how they should be and how they should act and they gives them a role to fulfill so then they will yeah. do their best to fulfill that role. Uh, you can definitely see that happen in like the Stanford prison experiment, um, but also like they were almost like egging on the uh, guards and they were kind of I don't know they were interfering with the experiment more or less. How so? Like, they very explicitly told the guards, hey, you're going to be prison guards, and we want to see how that's going to be. And yeah. while they and they were filming, and everybody knew they were filming. So yeah. there was... That does that does add an element that, you know, yeah. you put a camera in someone's phone. And they were not, like, yeah. separated from anything. So they, they, the guards, while they were, like, in the prison's block, and they were, they would be, like, beating somebody or whatever it is they would do. They were just doing some something cruel, some kind of behavior. Then they could hear the researchers behind the one way go, going like, oh, my God, film that, zoom in, like, go look at that. So then they would go, oh, really? they like this, so I'm just going to keep doing it. This kind of stuff like that, yeah. And that's from one of the guys who was one of the guards. He said that. Like, I could oh, hear he... them. I knew what they wanted, so oh, I was putting on a show for them. Okay. That's interesting. So I don't disagree that there is some useful information to glean out of it. Yeah. But also, just as, like, a scientific experiment, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't perfect. run as well as it Well, they had to stop it after, like, Three days or something. Because right? it was insane. I think it was longer than that, but it wasn't. Uh, I think it was pretty quick. Maybe. They, I they don't shut remember. that shit down. They're like, uh oh, these guys are going to start murdering them. Yeah, they did stop it. Dude, I know that you probably don't have much of a soft place for police officers in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they're an important part of our society. Yes, I agree with but that. But also, I think by and large, they're shitty. And yeah. they don't need to be have guns, for instance, for the most part. I mean, yeah. look, how many, so many other countries, most of the world gets bio without having their police armed. I mean, really? not most of the world, but a lot most of, of like world Western worlds, Europe. Guns like we do. Mostly, no, they don't. They get by fine without them. You know, honestly, I think the they should have just, there just needs to be, there needs to be just so much more training. Yeah. Like, it like shouldn't it be a, hey, fat ass, come and do a six-month course, and then we'll give you a gun and a car, and you can go do whatever you want. Yeah, you can chew gum the whole time. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like you could, I bet you could be in the police academy and chew gum the whole the whole time, and they didn't Probably. give a fuck. 
Like, how well can you memorize these codes? We're going to rigorously drill you in memorizing what's a 213. And you go, that's a murder. Like, you All right, it? you're ready to enforce the law. You memorize some stuff and you could shoot you don't, a gun. They don't have a, a deep knowledge of the law, no, first No, they off. don't, because I see so much shit about that. Just kind of people like, yeah, this cop is wrong. Yeah. When I drive around right now, when I go out to do work, I have, like, the actual emergency order printed out. So I could go, like, yeah, fucker, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like they can't just, they can't, a cop can't just come up to you and start demanding that you give them information. No. They think they can, though. Yeah. And it's scary. They can just walk up and go, hey, what you doing here? Um, Like, I'm I'm doing nothing. Mind your own business. Yeah. But, like, nobody, God, I, I used to watch videos of people, like, just, like, pissing cops off on on youtube just to do it but like at the same time it's my perspective is always like don't do that you don't need to be a, f- a martyr I don't, yeah i don't need to piss off an asshole with a gun on his hip exactly it's one time i got pulled over and i would i get nervous yeah and my hands were kind of shaky and he's like he's like are you nervous i was like yeah and he's like how come you're nervous i'm like honestly sir you have a gun right there because there's a gunman who there's just a man with over. A, yeah there's a man with a gun standing outside of my car and i was on my way to taco bell that's how i felt when they pulled me over in grand blank you know yeah, like when they, they've got me out of my car and i was they had me do like a sobriety test for them and it was like winter time and i had just slippers on and you so were I high was, as fuck i yeah i, know <laughs> I was but I was also just scared shitless, and I was, like, shaking, and I was like, there's two gunmen who just pulled me over, and they have me out of my car who doing knows tricks for them good? right now. Yeah. Like, these guys have guns. I don't have their service record. Yeah. I don't know whether they probably, both those guys probably shot black people. Who knows? I mean, probably, that, that, might, that might be they a They definitely did. Yeah, they probably No, I'm kidding. They probably did. They seemed, like, fine. The one guy was a total weenie. I just, I just, I just have a problem with like their attitude. It's that yeah, position of power. They were cowboys. It's the best. I didn't they think are. these guys were violent. I thought they were cowboys. No, it's, and I, I the felt like I was a. Uh, they were having fun with me, and it bothered me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't like any of it. It sucked. Yeah. And they were probably God. There's just something about the attitude that cops have in general that is just. It's like I'm in. I'm in charge. I'm powerful. Yeah. Where it's like, motherfucker, you're making fourteen dollars an hour. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I respect the need for police officers, but there's something wrong with the majority of your attitude. It's like a frat boy fucking, it's like, it's, it's a frat boy attitude. It's like a, it's a football locker room, hockey locker room. Just Jock macho, yeah. t- oozing testosterone. Yeah. I want to drive a car real fast and I want to carry a gun on my hip so I could shoot people if they piss me off too much. Yep. I get to drive around a V8 Dodge Charger all day with a gun on my belt and tell people yep. what the fuck is up. Everyone gets out of my way. Were you going too fast? Well, guess what? I'm going to come over to you with my gun, and I'm going to scare you. Oh, my God. You were speeding 80 miles an hour on the expressway? Let me real quick hop in my cruiser and go 120 to catch up to you. Yeah, that's real safe. Fuck off. <laughs> it's, it's speeding, Speeding. I think we need to have a speeding reform in this Certainly. country. Certainly. They're... That's just a way for police departments to make money off yep. their communities. I can drive 90 down the expressway safely. Yeah. You're fine. Fuck off. Go with the flow of traffic. Yep. Some days I'm driving and there's nobody going under 90. Yeah. I'll be going 85 and I got to get the right. I'm like, oh, shit, I have to get over. Yeah. Um, okay. What if, it's, what if it's completely empty? You're on a it's 75 yeah. at 1 a.m. There's nobody around. You're telling me I can't go 90, 95 miles an hour if I want to for a little bit? We can hurt. Fuck off. I'm tired. I want to get home. Mm-hmm. I want to see my baby and give her a little pat on the head. Because <laughs> my baby's a dog. It's not a human. 
have to pull you over. They went will. over the speed limit. You were going too you fast. You violated traffic law. Beep, boop, beep, boop. I just, I don't know. It drives me nuts, and I don't think it's, uh, I think the militarization of the police in this country is insane. It's scary. Every, they put, like, AR-15s in just cop cars. Yeah, dude. It's they got like a shoddy back there, too. Yeah, they got shoddies or assault rifles. It's like, why? Why do you need that? Mm-hmm. One time I my, my car got stuck, uh-huh. and uh, a cop gave me a ride. And uh, my it was my little Cavalier stuck in the snow. And the cop gave me a ride, and there was a fucking shotgun, like a loaded shotgun, just sitting there. And yep. he let me in, and he was like coming back to the car. I'm, I was sitting in there in the passenger seat. I'm just like <laughs> alone, alone with a shotgun. <laughs> I'm just like my, <laughs> like, oh my god, Holmes. That's like, how those guys are all day, bro. They I eat lunch next to a shotgun. <sighs> they always got it ready. That's scary. Yep. First off, like just being around a gun all the time. Changes you mentally. It normalizes it gets you violence. It normalizes a death machine mm-hmm. right next to you. You feel it's you're militarized. Mm-hmm. Like like ah, it's just a, there's subtle things that like if you psychoanalyze like police departments and the way they operate, it's fucking creepy. It's really creepy. Not cool. No. But like nobody has the mental like capacity. Not that okay. Nobody has like the time. To consider these things and, and, and bring them up in conversations that are going to actually make a difference. Yeah. You can't bring that up at a city council meeting. Like, I think that our police officers shouldn't have shotguns sitting next yeah. to them in their car. Our police officers are heroes and they're vital members of this community. How dare you disrespect them by saying something like that? Fuck you. I like firemen better. I'm going to call your neighbor to come over and shoot you. <laughs> it's, the thing about police in this country is like, as the years go by, they're getting trusted less and less. It's pretty funny, and it's crazy because they're needed less and less. I mean, kinda, yeah. I mean, th- we need police to enforce murder, rape, but theft. But how often does that stuff? I mean, that stuff definitely happens a lot in some places. Some places, cops are necessary. Well, Police, that happens where the cops aren't. Yeah, like yeah. in Flint, where there's like eleven cops, and they don't want to deal with anything. Yeah. There was a shooting, and my n- I called the police and told them my neighbors were shooting at each other, and it took them three hours to show up. That's so insane. Yeah. That's so insane. It's like there were gunshots, and I can hear people screaming in the house across the street. You guys should probably come check this out. I also called them like three times Jeez. and told them, like, hey, there's more cars there now. Oh, my God. It's like more people are showing up. The loud, the yelling's getting louder. We had a shooting down the street. Mm-hmm. I think you told me about this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, With... I- I haven't told the podcast listeners about yeah, it. Right. Oh, I just want to say if there's one person listening to this that doesn't know me personally, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> this is for you, buddy. So one day I was in my garage getting like some some water or something, and I heard like a pop, 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 pop. I was like. Whoa, that was like, you know, I know a gunshot when I hear a gunshot. And I, I, I just heard a gunshot. I think I hear gunshots. I'm like, was that a gun? No. Nah, nah, that was a gun. But nah. then when you hear a gun, it's like, oh, fuck. That You're was like, a gun. that was a gun. Yep. That, that was, was a gun. Definitely a gun. And so I heard those gunshots, and within like, I don't know, six minutes, there was probably 12 police cars, all from like different counties and shit. What? Yeah, dude, like, everybody and their fucking mother. There were police cars coming down from, like, 50 miles north coming to this scene. 
It was fucking nuts. What, what ended up happening was a guy was, like, chasing his wife around with a fucking gun inside the house. This is, like, two doors down, like, literally right over there. He was chasing her around. She called the cops, and when the cops came, he just opened fire. He shot. Oh, he shot, shot f- at the cops. Yeah, he shot a female cop in the shoulder. It's generally a bad idea. Generally a bad idea. They shot him seven times. Because if there's anybody that the police give a shit about, it's the police. <laughs> yeah, it's you like can't you, hurt you one sh- of their own. You're in Flint shooting a black person. We don't care about that. But you shot a cop. We are going to call in every single agency in the state, and we are going to hunt you down to the ends of the earth. We're yeah. going to get people on Facebook involved. They're going to be making posts about it, going, mm-hmm. "Find this person justice for state so and so." But then you go to Georgia, and it's like, "Oh, there was this dude murdered in the street." And it's like five months later, it's like, "Oh, they finally made an arrest." Okay. There was, yeah, there there was eleven cops on top of a guy beating him to death with clubs. <laughs> And now, you know, six years later, they're finally, uh... It's like, yeah, now that the the video finally got shared by somebody on Facebook, now we have to make an arrest. God, there's so much injustice in the world. It's insane. We're all, we're becoming aware of it, though, through technology. You know, that's good. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a something to think about. I think technology, uh, I think kind of a little bit that we're almost looking at like the death throes of the nation state as a concept okay um like generally through human history we've been kind of trending towards uh unity more or less in general uh we started off as like a you know hunter-gatherer tribes of like 30 40 people involved into like uh or up to 100 i suppose something like that Mm -hmm. involved in the chiefdoms so now there's like little villages then involved in the kingdoms and then you got little nation states splitting around you got a bunch of those guys city states and stuff like that and now we're starting to see the emergence of like continental super governments like the eu and things like that so we're gender we're uh trending towards these larger political units and i think that we're going to see at least that like you know these uh, larger hemisphere spanning polities almost forming and eventually that'll probably, you know, segue into a united planet, hopefully. And I think the Internet's going to be helpful at that. You're talking about the New World Order. Kind of. But is that, is it a bad thing, necessarily? Maybe, maybe not. Depends I mean, on with how screw, I mean, look how screwed up governments are. It's going to be a screwed up national or global government. It is. It is. But, gener- um, but also it may probably mean less conflict and wars. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I mean, it'll be a lot of corruption, but I don't know. I don't know how it would look. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I think that's what we're trending towards. I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's probably accurate. Like, back in the day, you know, in order to get, like, in or- like nation states exist because they are us and they are them. Like, right. if you, like, we go, we are Americans and the Nazis are over there. We have to go stop the Nazis. But now here we are, like, I am sitting in your basement, and if I really wanted to, I could talk from our, talk to someone from Iran, like, now. Yeah, isn't that isn't that funny? Yeah. So like, so why yeah. why the hell would I ever go fight someone from Iran when I could talk to a normal Iranian person faster than I could talk to the leader of my country? And you can find out what's actually what they're actually like. Yeah. So why the hell? I mean, I, 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 I know Chinese people. Yeah, I do I've too. met people from China, and I liked them. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, that's Usually. a person with an accent. He sounds a little different than me, but he's still cool. And. I, I don't know. And who knows what kind of government it would be. Like, you don't know. Like, I have no idea what kind of flavor global unity is going to come in. 
it'd be probably a psychedelic flavor, bro. Once we really start connecting, you know, I really think that we are like slowly, slowly moving towards like a deeper and deeper spiritual connection with each other as humans. And as if we continue on the path that we're on without facing, you know, extinction, we will eventually get to the point where we can, you know, there's a lot less misconception and you can like really see people's intentions through thoughts and through actions. And there's a lot less like without war, with less violence, there's going to be way more of that deep understanding as humans. Yep. I think we're moving closer towards that too. It's like, like harmoniously with like the physical world. Who knows how culture will shift. Things could totally change. You could have a united planet full of people who are like, um, I mean, what happened? I mean, who knows? You know, like a couple thousand years from now when maybe the world will be united, but it'll be under some kind of weird neo-feudal contract system where there's going to be like the king of the earth, essentially, and every all the other little planets are his vassals. Who knows what's going to happen? I think that hopefully, as time goes on, we get away from the idea of having one person in charge. That would be good, but who knows? Why is it always, like, I mean, I think we're getting closer to, like, not having one person in charge. Like, sure, we have the president in the United States, but, like, we also have, like, the other branches of government to try to keep balance, you know, and not have one super powerful person. And then in, in other places they have parliaments and stuff like that. So it's like, it seems like it's trending in the direction of not having just one singular leader. But even if you're, if it's not one singular leader, I mean, things get, I don't know, um, like Trump isn't the only person like running everything. Yeah. Like, uh, like you're saying, you know, there is a other i don't know where i'm going with all this because me neither there's been several times where i'm ranting i'm like god damn you sound stupid (laughs) (laughs) i feel that yeah um yeah i mean yeah i I agree there's no no one person really truly runs everything um but there is still all sorts of weird little examples of that through history you know like little idiosyncratic things like um china for instance China was a massive seafaring empire during the same time that Columbus was about, during those 1400s. China had treasure fleets going to Africa, like Spain had. So they had a bunch of ships, and they had a very large fleet, and they were undergoing exploration. Yeah. So it was probably just a matter of time until they crossed the Pacific and found California. And then what would have happened if we had the new West Coast as opposed to New England? Or both of those uh, centers being hubs for settlements. Oh, you're just cracking open a little new <laughs> new crevasse in my mind. The United, the, Whoa. The, the America could have been colonized by the Chinese. Oh, yeah. But if it wasn't for one of their emperors basically just saying he didn't like boats, and so he ordered all of their fleets dismantled, and he ordered all of their shipyards closed. Whoa. So then, But, like, bro, you cannot like boats and still have boats. But they, they didn't. I don't like. I they don't got rid like of all their big ships. So compact they cars, but like, w- I don't think we should dismantle them all. Yeah. 
What if you got to go float somewhere, Holmes? You, what if there's a giant a, flood? You You're aren't an emperor that's been, you know, has the the mandate of heaven, who is heavenly and divinely ordained she to is, rule he, the world. Psychotic. And that man Probably like psychotic. Boats. Definitely. If yeah. you have the mandate of heaven, if you think the the celestial entities that govern your life chose you and said you can rule all of humanity you're probably out of your goddamn mind probably that that <laughs> does go to your head stars sure. don't talk to people they might but they probably they don't. don't like there's that like okay so i've met a lot of psychotic people probably more psychotic people than a normal person like just through my experiences like even just like through clinicals you know, in a in, in a mental health work, you 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 talk to people who truly believe that there is something like special about them, and it's it's what you're saying is reminding me of how they think. So not okay. Well, because I mean, it's kind of a similar thing if you think about it. Yeah, they're both imagined realities. Yeah, the only difference is. With a Chinese emperor who thinks he has a mandate of heaven, other people think it too. There's a lot of people that believe it. That's a, that's a cult leader. Yeah, they so think maybe that it's a it's a kind of group know. psychosis. It's an imagined reality. It's like money. Yeah, they just believe that the one guy who's in charge of everything was ordained by the gods to rule, and he also believes it. And because people believe in it, it gives him power. How much of that group psychosis is occurring right now in? different uh just between like different uh political sects in the united states probably it's happening everywhere all the time across the planet i mean mm -hmm. it, religions yeah it's all the same shit it's just it's imagined realities it's systems of organizing ourselves and a system of believing and interacting with the world that a lot of people believe in and that gives it power Kind of like the stock yep. market like Things the stock like market like the right versus left politics mm -hmm. um that's a lot of things mm -hmm. like police versus, you know, blue lives matter versus black lives matter. Like, I hate that shit. Oh, that's it's so ignorant. The blue lives matter thing. Yeah. It just it, it pisses me off. It's like, way. hey, um, it's like, I mean, it came out immediately after the black lives matter thing did. Yeah. So it wasn't it it was was like a direct people started shot. Saying, yeah. People started saying it was after Ferguson, too. So it's yeah. like. I don't know the way nobody, the way nobody that it's said phrased, police's lives didn't matter. Yeah. Nobody said that. It's because people are like, "Oh, cops are shooting black people." Basically, all I think is if you have that flag out, it's like cops should be able to shoot black people. It's like they should just be able to go out and do whatever they want because they're the police. And well, they're the, the, the thing, thing is, like line, nobody defenders. Yeah, and nobody was concerned. Nobody, yeah. nobody no was like, saying that. No one's like perform a pergatus upon the police. Yeah, kill them all. No one was so saying shit like ridiculous. that. No. But they're definitely killing innocent black people who didn't deserve to get killed. Pop, pop, pop. They're just shooting them. Yeah, and then people are putting scared. up their flags like, we support the police. We support them wanting Well, murder. it's because you got a bunch of fucking idiots who aren't well-trained walking around with guns and then dealing with levels of anxiety that no human being really yeah. can maintain a healthy state of mind yeah, for so a long many, period of time. So many cops uh, cite the, I was afraid for my life. Maybe you shouldn't hire cops who are pussies. Woo! Throwing <laughs> shots. If you get scared anytime someone raises your voice at you, you probably shouldn't have a gun with the ability to murder people. Yeah. I know, honestly. And all you like, had to do was go, oh, I, he scared me, so I shot him. Yeah, there's, like, some, oh, there's okay, a lot of non-lethal, like, weapons Don't that can all cops have tasers? Up. Yeah. Why do well, so many people get fucking shot? Yeah. Even getting tased sucks. It's getting still not good. Getting tased is not cool. That's not a, it's non-lethal. That doesn't mean it's <laughs> pleasant. 
Yeah, or if you take a fucking gun with beanbags in it and you that shoot it, that could kill at, somebody. Like, it could if you hit them in the right spot, mm-hmm. but it's still far less lethal than you know an actual live yep. round. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of things, man. Shoot them with a flare gun. Like, do, do, do like get paintball guns, man. If I knew a cop was about to pepper my ass with like a paintball you know, gun, with a paintball gun that could shoot a hundred rounds a second or something like, just like I don't know what a paintball shoots, but you know, you, you get ones that can go. He's <laughs> gonna pepper yeah. you. I got shot by a bunch of those. Yeah, they hurt like hell. It really sucks, but nope, that's not enough. We need to get them guns. Yeah, I'm starting to kind of think that maybe there might be something to the no guns. Be- I don't think, I mean, th- we're constitutionally allowed to own guns, and I don't think yeah. people shouldn't be allowed to own guns. I think we just in- need to, as an entire country, need to be smarter and reevaluate when and where and what guns we need. Yeah. And that's mo- and also well, make it harder to get guns. Yeah, I agree with, like, you know, background checks for guns and yeah. maybe, like, I don't know, like, you have to go to driver's training to get... Just to get a car. A car. Which is something that's not meant to kill people. Yeah, no. And you don't have to do anything to get a gun. No. You just have to not be a criminal. Yeah. You have to go to a class in order to shoot animals, but you don't need to do anything to shoot humans. Well, if you shoot humans, you go to jail. Sometimes, unless you're a cop. Yeah. <laughs> then you just get away with it, and then you get a free vacation for a while. Only oh, got suspended with pay. That's so crazy. She broke into someone's apartment and shot them 40 times. Bro, I hope you can live, like, to live with the guilt of killing somebody innocent and then getting away with it. You have to really bury that deep. Like and then you can only drink whiskey. You can only drink, like, hard alcohol. You cannot smoke weed. You (laughs) cannot take mushrooms. You cannot do any type of any other intoxicant because... You need something that's going to depress you and shut you off. You need benzos and whiskey. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think anything. Don't take anything that's gonna make you think. God that's forbid the craziest anybody think. Thing. The drugs that make people think are, are the all illegal. illegal. Ones. Yeah. Yep. Only the stuff that makes you stupid and slow. Yeah. Is allowed. Like, ah, oh man, there's so. How dare you smoke that plant? I'm gonna make you. You can only drink a plant that has been fermented for a very long time until it has become poisonous. You can't smoke that plant. That is not a. You don't get intoxicated from weed because weed is not a toxicant. You get intoxicated from alcohol because it's poison. You're making complete sense. It's dangerous. Yeah. But if there's anything positive about America being, like, the leader in, like, the formation of, like, a unified world. Because, I mean, if we're going to we? look at it object- objectively, most likely. Maybe we're going to fall apart before then. We might. I think we're pretty fucking strong, homie. I, I think at our core, Americans are badasses. You're pretty strong, but who knows when the system's just gonna fall apart? I mean, look at Rome. You can draw a lot of. You can look at a lot of parallels yeah, through history yeah, of yeah, collapsing Rome, empires, and you can make the same kind of exam- arguments about the United States. I think it all becomes. I uh, I know that history repeats itself, and I know that you there is a ton to learn, and and I do not underestimate the value of history. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is one of my favorite podcasts. However, I do think it needs to be taken into account, and you need to consider that there that we are so far away from anything that we ever have any recorded history of you know, that that we are in a different circumstances different circumstance and the comparison to Rome is way is just a little bit overdrawn we have so. no, no we have s- s- just 
we have drones. We have missiles. Every country has missiles that can kill millions of people at a snap. In front of me, I have, you know, however many dollars worth of audio equipment that would break human beings' brains just 100 years ago. This is nicer. This bullshit is nicer than any radio show 50 years ago. Yeah. This because time is advances. With one laptop, a couple mics, and an audio interface, we can do infinitely more than a radio show 50 years ago in the 70s could do. Mm-hmm. Infinitely more. We are in a completely uncharted territory. So, like... Y- I'm not saying that means that we can't that we that will will f- we c- we're invincible and we can't fall apart because I think if anything we've just learned that we can but I do think that it is that there is plenty of reason to have a positive outlook on this to think that like w- you know what we we really are pretty strong and we do have the world at our fingertips here in America sure uh, and I don't disagree with that. You know, there's definitely a reason to be positive. Yeah. And we do live, I mean, history is a second level chaotic system in that it's something that if you make a prediction about it, that changes the system. So like something like weather is a first order chaotic system where there's just so many different parameters and variables that you can never really 100% totally accurately make a prediction about it. But you can make predictions about it, and it's not going to change. Like, you know, you can, I could go outside and go, oh, it's probably going to rain today. And it's not going to impact whether or not it does or does not rain. Right. But if I go to the New York Stock Exchange and I go, Google is going to double in value overnight, then that's probably going to make a lot of people start buying Google stock, which is going to make it double in value. You're overnight. saying if you had, like, a significant voice. Basically, yes, but because like if you just go, Google's gonna double overnight. Everyone's it's like, just an okay, example, buddy. more or less. Not necessarily Google. No, if, if I just walked on there, it's not gonna happen. But the point is, if you make it's a system that if you make a prediction about it, it's going to alter, alter how the system changes. Right. Even if I was able to just convince one person to buy Google, that's gonna alter how the system normally would have worked. Maybe that person would have bought Google unless I went and predicted it was gonna double. So it's kind of about like it's about the things you can change and the things you can't change. Kind of, yeah. Like, I can't change the weather, but I can change how people think. Uh, so doing the same thing with history, uh, you if you make a prediction about how something's going to go, mm-hmm. some people may try to make it be that way. Some people might try to steer it away. So yeah. you're impacting stuff. Well, um, I don't. So I don't disagree that there's definitely positive outlooks. I just think there's interesting historical comparisons to draw. Like, oh, Rome, for sure. Rome was the largest empire of its day. Rome yeah. g- o- owned more territory than the United States does now. It was the largest, sure. it was one of the, it sure. directly, directly controlling, too. I mean, we have indirect imperial overlordship of a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and but we Rome control directly, the media of Rome directly had their governor and their culture installed in a lot of places that they actively sure. conquered like, throughout the world. What movies are they watching all over Africa? You know, they have their own. But well, this um, was thousands of years ago. Well, I'm talking now. I'm saying American American values influence the entire world. Yeah, Roman values influenced most of the world. They didn't reach over to North America, A, because there wasn't that many people in North America at the time, and B, they had no system of doing that. Yeah. But they influenced China. They influenced Russia. They influenced all of Africa. They influenced all of Europe. So they influenced we. all of... Yeah, and but so I think we I, yeah, do exactly. it on an, I, mean. I, I think we do on an even bigger scale. 
they also had the largest military at the time. We have the largest military of all time. Yeah, and they you know, had the part largest of why military. They, part of, of why the they time. collapsed is because they put so much money into the military and spread it so thin that it just fell apart because well, they couldn't afford it and they were spread too thin and they were just conquered at places. Well, hopefully our military understands that because we put way too much money in ours. Yeah. We so our, our army is a spread thin. We're all over the globe. We spend tons of money on them. Part of why Rome fell is because their entire civilization might have had lead poisoning. But they also didn't have airplanes. No, they didn't. But the technology that they had doesn't have uh, bearing on these general trends. It does. They're, they're bo- we're both empires, and empires function in the same way. We're both republics. Rome had a whole lot of political str- uh, strife and divisions between its uh, domestic populace that caused civil wars frequently. That eventually, you know, it caused political gridlock. It caused empires and dynasties to come and go. There was so much political instability and upheaval in Rome that Rome itself, the city, was less stable than most of its empire was. Right. We can avoid all that because we, we aren't really we avoiding saw all that, though. We have so we don't we we aren't <sighs> learning lessons from the past. I'm saying that Rome fell for a lot of Some reasons, people and are. you can look at our empire and say that we have some of the similar symptoms that Rome had. Yeah. We might have the same disease that killed Rome. Well, you know, some people, you know, some people get COVID and die. Other people get COVID and they're fine. Yeah. I think that will be Most empires come and go. They do. Every empire collapses at some point. But ne- no empire has ever been run by the people. Maybe. I can't. Greece. Yeah, which was, you know, really the origin of democracy. I thought France was the origin of democracy. No, or they stole it all from Greece. Greece was the origin of democracy. These are big statements that you're making. Greece existed in the BCs, and they had democracy, and France was you know, run by the Gauls, who didn't have any system of government. Okay. So, it's just history. Sorry, I'm making big claims based on things that I read in a book. Well, <laughs> I, look, I haven't read these things. I don't know. I talk out of my ass most of the time. I do, too. I it go happens. off emotions. Mm-hmm. I like to talk about how things make me feel. And I like a to lot of times explore how things could be and yeah. if they likely or likely are not. Uh, you can't 100% say with certainty that anything is, but you can make reasonable guesses based on ever evidence that you have well, as uh, to yeah, what's happening. Occam's razor. Yeah. The simplest explanation is yeah. usually true. Doesn't mean that some that it's wrong. No, it could be it wrong. It could be, and the, the important thing is that you maintain an open mind and are willing to change when presented with new evidence. Exactly. I believe that 100%. Same. Um, I recently came upon some interesting articles mm-hmm. um, about... Ooh. So so s- there oh. was sensation... Yes, there was sensationalist articles uh, from like what looked like almost tabloid-esque news outlets... Um, making claims that NASA had just discovered um, evidence of a parallel universe in Antarctica. And then there were... I think Jared sent me an article about this. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, and then there was like, you know, the articles like the real truth behind NASA's parallel universe discovery. And then like articles on the total opposite that are just like, you know, like, no, NASA did not discover a parallel universe. (laughs) And so it's like, well, I got to read all three of these now. (laughs) And so I read them and essentially it was, uh, you're, you have a degree in physics, correct? Mm -hmm. So this might mean something more to you. I need something. 
it was talking about um, neutrinos, I believe, and how we have this one system in Antarctica that detects them coming into Earth from outer space and passing through the Earth. And this system recently detected them coming out of the center of the Earth. And there was hypothesis or that this could be evidence of uh, a, a parallel universe where time runs backwards. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sound, I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? Exactly. How do we know time isn't running backwards here? How do we know that time runs in a direction? That's Everyone's like, time is linear, but is it? What anytime even is anyone time? anyone writes anything about quantum mechanics or yeah. parallel universes, they, A, I don't know. I, I, people go to theoretical physics and they turn it into something that is not. Like, it's pretty mundane stuff, and for the most part, it uh, doesn't really... It's not mundane, I should well, say it's, that. It's You're talking no, about the nature the of the universe, <laughs> but the it's not... The implications are what's interesting, But right? sometimes people get blown out of proportions of the implications, and sometimes people don't interpret things right. Like, quantum mechanics, like, everybody thinks about Schrodinger's equation. Yeah. And it's like... Or not equation, like, Schrodinger's cat. And it's like, he's either alive or he's dead. You don't know. Can and you explain that? I mean, kind of. It's not that... So you put a cat in a box. I'm trying to think. I don't know. And I, it's been so long. I'm probably just going to talk out of my ass, but we'll see. Let um, it flow, baby. Fart them words out. Quantum mechanics is mostly just statistics, and it mostly just boils down from shit that you're trying to analyze that you're, it's just too small that you can't do it. Like, if you're trying to take in a measurement on an electron, in order to actually see an electron, you have to do something to it. You have right. to shoot a photon at it. Yes. Shooting a photon at it, causes it to change so you're either going to change its position or change its momentum because of various scattering effects right and, and people originally people originally thought that like oh by observing it it us observing it changes it so like there was something weird about it go on sorry and some <laughs> people think that it's like means that they're like sentient yeah and it's literally just that when you're dealing with shit that's so tiny that the only other thing that we like okay the tiniest thing we can really manipulate on like a really good scale is, is your balls uh no. <laughs> um it's like you said your dick, damn it. Oh no. Nope. Why did I say your balls? You have <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny microscopic balls. <laughs> like nobody makes fun of another man's balls. You have ball size. no balls. <laughs> I'd rather have balls. Would you rather have a normal sized dick in tiny, tiny, tiny balls or a tiny little dick in normal sized balls? Tiny balls. Of course. Like I'm talking like I'm probably not weird. gonna be I'm probably that's like a natural vasectomy right there. Probably. Honestly, that might be okay. Just like, yeah. You Why would I want a micro dick and giant balls? Because at least you have testosterone and you're still a man. Doesn't that come out of your brain? I thought that was like... No, your ball... Testosterone is produced in your gonads. They're called the testicles, so... The testicles. That makes sense. Yeah. What were we talking about? The hormones that stimulate it are produced in your brain. Follicle-stimulating hormones comes from your brain and shoots into your balls and makes your balls go... Make all the jizz. Anyways, you were going with Schrodinger's equation, and I interrupted you. Oh yeah, um, like the tiniest thing that we can actually manipulate is, is your balls. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yes. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Electrons. Yes. Um, like we have scan electron microscopes and stuff like that. Yes. So if you're going to try to observe an electron, if you want to see it, you need to shoot something at it and bounce it off of it, so you can get a return signal. That's how mm-hmm. our eyes see. That's how you see things. So if you're going to do that to an electron, if the only thing that you can 
the smallest thing you can manipulate is another electron. That's like a pool pool game. So it's like, I want to see where that eight ball is right now. So I'm going to shoot the cue ball at it. And then all of a sudden you don't know where it is anymore because it now has a random energy or position or era. Ran- yeah. Yeah. Random momentum or position. That sounds very frustrating to study. Yes. So that's basically what quantum mechanics boils down to yeah. is you can't tell where an electron is. So we're going to make an entire field of physics that tells you where it probably is. Oh, so they use probability to guess where it's yes. at. Yes. So people talk about things like a waveform. Yes. And a waveform is a spatial equation that can help you to predict where a particle is most likely going to be based on a given potential. So where it is or what kind of system it's in. Okay. So you can tell, like, oh, they're usually, like, waves, like, standing waves. There's not a lot of, like sinusoidal trigonomic stuff trigonometric stuff that represents uh where they could be in a particular system so it's like you don't know where it is or how fast it's going you can figure out one of those two things to a certain degree of accuracy uh and then if you know that one thing then you know less about the other thing so if you know where it is you don't know how fast it's going if you know how fast it's going you don't know where it is it's one or the other and so people make predictions, and oftentimes those predictions are either like way. It's just it's like it's just interpretations. Yeah. Like you have journalists who come in and they want to write a compelling article about physics, and they yeah. don't know anything about physics. Well, the interesting thing about these articles was they were all quoting the same guy. Okay. And, and some were quoting it. You, you, yeah. Qu- some were quoting him and using him as like, you know, like proof or evidence that this that their theory was true and then they uh, there was also them quoting him e- making it sound like he completely disagreed with any of the complaint mm-hmm. com- um, any of the uh, claims saying they were sensationalist so hmm. so like in some articles he's making sensationalist claims in other articles he's disparaging them and it's all from like the same interview that he did and it's like god it's because you have damn. people with like bachelor's degree in communications writing articles about their interpretation of a on the daily globe theoretical yeah physics one paper. one it was from the new york post and it 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 fucking it, it it referenced like the daily mail or something like that and i'm like what even is that yeah, is that a tabloid a, it's a, it basically I, it's like, basically in english they as far as i know they it was like that or like the, the global inquirer or something the global inquirer yeah. i was like wait a second there's that a parallel universe Ooh. well duh there probably is the other thing about neutrinos is they're fucking everywhere yeah. so how do they know they're coming out of the core of the earth instead of just a planet or a sun on the other side of the planet i don't know you gotta ask the nasa scientists i, just, that I don't one. know because just, that's that skeptical. W- in both of them that was the case it's just the interpretation of what it means some people are like it means there's a parallel universe other people are like no we don't know what it means it means there could be some like dark matter it was all sorts of different like it's probably things. shit like that i mean it's um, it doesn't make it any less w- crazy no but uh, i don't know just neutrinos are everywhere like, lots of things produce them they're one of the most uh, well they're one of the hardest to detect because they are so light yeah but they are I fr- there's estimates that there's like a million neutrinos per like cubic meter or something like that. They're just so low mass that they don't interact with anything, so it's hard to actually detect them. Well, I don't understand any of that. <laughs> I it, none of it makes any sense because like I look around and I see my I see the studio. I see I see I see the posters and you're the limited plants. By your biology. Yeah. 
you can't see microwaves. You only see you see the a fact very that tiny anything exists. Okay, the fact that the fact that there is matter is enough to just blow my mind. The fact that a little yeah. pebble exists. You know about baryonic asymmetry? Teach me, learn um, me. So, hypothetically, in the beginning of time, when there was like the freaking Big Bang and stuff like that, there was equal amounts of matter and antimatter. Ying and yang. Yeah. So yeah. why the fuck are we here if there was equal amounts of matter and antimatter? Why didn't it all annihilate itself? Interesting. Because that's what it does when it, you know, touches. Yeah. So how didn't we all just get annihilated? Why is there more matter than antimatter? Huh. Is there more matter than antimatter? Seems like it. What if it's the other way around? And this is just what it's like to not have well, as much way, matter. If we are antimatter, then antimatter is matter. Either way, there is more amount of the stuff that we are made out of than there is the stuff that annihilates us when we touch it, as far as we can tell. But what if we're just not touching that stuff? And w- say there's like 70% antimatter, 30% matter, but we're that 30% matter that's still Right, but at, at the beginning of time, it was 50-50. Maybe. So if you... Well, what is the beginning as, of as time? As far as they could, the Big Bang, as far as, you know. What put that shit there in the first place? Who How knows? did that get I don't there? Know. How does anything exist? I'm just saying, according to our current models, there should have been equal amounts of matter and antimatter shit that annihilates itself when it touches. So yeah. if everything started off from a single point, and if it, all of it was stuff why that would it? blow itself up, then why do we exist here at all? Why didn't it all just you know, kill itself in the beginning? Why was it there in the first place? Yeah. Why was there a single point of anything? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No. And that's like the thing. Like that's some of the first shit I would think about when I was like when I first started smoking weed. I'm like, how is anything around? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck is this? It just is that way. And that's why, like, I find a lot of peace in like the concept of just just letting things be and just trying to be mindful and in the moment and like just not having too much like hope of like a certain outcome no expectations just let it be because it is what it is and things will be things always are there is nothing but the moment and just let that moment ride because when you start analyzing shit nothing really makes sense it feels like it makes sense because you're in it and, and events lines line up but like when you look at the sum total of your life like Nah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, because there isn't really anything. There's no reason to anything. But there is. What? I don't know. But there's this overwhelming feeling that there is. There's just a feeling just that brain. there's a point. I think that you're programmed to think there's a point. Because in human society, pretty much everything has a point. We are in the land of point. But nature doesn't program you with anything besides, you know, eat, drink, Nature and is programmed itself. Nature is nature. Nature is programming. Is it? Is space nature? That's yeah. that's a question. I think nature and reality are synonymous. I think that everything is is natural and it's part of nature. Yeah. I think everything is is like just the perfect statement. Everything that is. No, everything is. Everything that is. Just like Not period. Is. Just 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 quote everything is. And period. Maybe everything is. You know. Everything uh, is. Prove it. Where's the peanut man? It's somewhere. Show me Mr. Peanut. 
Mr. Peanut is a thing. Maybe. With virtual reality. If the galaxy's infinite. Well, with virtual reality, we're going to be able to create infinite galaxies. It's virtual. Is it? Yeah. How? I can see it. I can smell it. Maybe. Smell a virtual. Smell a virtual reality. This is something that you could be tricked into believing. Maybe that's what's happening now. Maybe you're in virtual reality. This is some good shit. Yeah. This virtual reality is so is good. Maybe maybe real reality is better. And you're just in here in the alien holding tank because they want to harvest your spleen because it's a delicacy. <laughs> what if that's all it is? It's just like they're just they just put us in these things to grow us and this is just a side effect of spleen harvesting. I, c- I could buy that harvesting. better than like the Matrix thing, which is they harvest us for power. Because humans yeah. aren't very good batteries. Well, it's funny that but maybe we have tasty spleens. <laughs> I don't think the spleen. Well, it could be all. Uh, it could be the delicacy. We of an look at look how we breed cows. Yeah, cows exist just so we can eat them. That's so sad. Maybe aliens breed us just so we can eat them, and instead of like keeping us in a shitty barn, they just like put virtual reality goggles on us until they're ready to like you know slaughter you. Yeah, and it's humane. It's considered humane for them. For them. Yeah, they're like, look at, look at these humans are totally happy. Look at they, look at they just discovered Xanax. They're, 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 they're all living together, connected in this one virtual reality, and they think it's real. Like, what's the problem? Maybe there's no problem. What if you, what if you woke up from a dream one night, and like you were soaking wet in a dark room in a vat like a of green goo. And you look around and you just see like a figure, like figures around you, like, you know, roaming around. It smells like just cow shit. And then like, you know, they come over to you and just push you back down into the goop and you, you know, wake up in your bed the next morning. What do you think? Not that that happened to me. I'd become a UFO conspiracy theorist, probably. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't make me believe in UFOs. If I just woke up in a vat, I'd be like, and then they pushed me back in and I woke up in my bed, I'd be like, oh, I am in a vat somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Or, ooh, I took the right shit. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. It's all weird shit, man. Who knows? I like, that's why I really like movies and stuff. Because movies can like make like silly ideas and concepts like that come to life and be make you can help you to consider that kind of thing like as like, whoa, that might actually be a possibility, you know. Oh. It portals to another time. There's one movie that I want to watch that I just saw. Saw come up. Uh, it's part of the criteria two actually part of the Criterion collection. Yeah. Um. Are you familiar with that? You know, the nope. Criterion Collection? It's like, uh, you're touching your balls a lot over there. Uh, dude, I'm wearing that, the worst. Lot. I am wearing the worst pair of underwear. I've thought several <laughs> times, like, if you ever wear these underwear again for a long-form conversation, you, I will kill myself. There's been a lot of fiddling going on. <sighs> I got big balls. What can I say? You're making me say that live. Um. Anyway. Criterion Collection. Thanks for that. Um, it's like a curated collection of like some of the best movies, air quotes, best movies. Um, I don't know who curates it. Dude, stop looking at my dick. I'm not looking at your dick. I'm you looking were just right staring at my dick. I'm not staring at your dick. If anything, it was a tiny glance, and if anything, it's because you've been touching them the whole it time. Sorry, my hand, my eyes are drawn to where your hands have You're been. You're telling me a story about a movie literally just like 
dead eyeing my cock. I can see you just like straight looking at my penis. Your penis isn't out first off right now. But I'm wearing shorts. You wish I could see your dick right now. Oh, are you trying to turn the tables on me? (laughs) All I'm saying is it doesn't. There's. I don't know. (coughs) I don't know. I was not looking at your dick. You were. Stop touching your dick then. I wasn't. You've been. These underwear are uncomfortable. I haven't touched my dick. Oh, sorry. It's, we've already established you have the smallest balls in the world. You wouldn't understand what it's like to have big that wasn't eight established. balls like me. You know, I have a. We're p- on a podcast right now. There's no way to establish how large my testicles are. Oh, there's a way. We can figure that out real fast. <laughs> I don't know if that's a game you want to start, Trev. Do you want to have? Do you like, want to start a ball measuring contest? We should start a ball measuring contest. I don't want every start a guest ball that I have contest. on. I'm gonna have take their balls out and we're gonna find out Trev, who has the biggest balls i don't want to humiliate you on your own podcast you would not humiliate me with your little baby balls know. you know nothing about my balls i know i've listened about your balls i have a leg up on you in that i've seen your balls you have seen I'm my balls you, you don't want to start this you've come very close to tasting my balls yeah i know i have i have big balls well i was unconscious yeah they didn't it's make a good thing i'm not a girl yeah, I wouldn't do that to Hashtag a girl. Hashtag me too. Unless it was like You wouldn't do girlfriend. that to a girl. You just do it to your friend. Only if I love her. Just do it to your friend. Yeah. That's fine. For anybody listening that might not understand what we're talking about. Trev teabagged me once when I was unconscious. Unconfirmed. No, there's a picture of it. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> photographic evidence. Unconfirmed. It's fine. I'm just, you know, if someone found a picture on your phone of a girl... And you hovering over her with your balls out. You know, I'm probably showed, get in some kind of trouble. You know, I showed a girl that picture. And she probably laughed. She laughed really hard. I'm sure she did. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at your double standards. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> First off, you're my friend. Second off, if if I because d- I'm your friend doesn't mean I want your balls on my head. My balls did not make contact with your head. No, but they were just a couple feet over. A couple feet. While I more was like a couple, couple centimeters. Inches. Oh, yeah. They right. were close. Okay, sorry. You just My balls made it were sound. hovering over. I could feel the heat coming off your passed out forehead. <sighs> they didn't touch, though. They didn't touch. They did not. No, I didn't say they did. Oh. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, my goodness. Some Some of Trav's skin got close to my forehead. I'm just saying, man. Dude, you could put your balls, you could rest your balls on my wrist like a wristwatch, and I'd chuckle at it. I'm not <laughs> going to. I wouldn't. Look at them hairy nuts. Just because you would laugh at it doesn't mean it's okay for you to put your balls wherever you want. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. What if I told you I put my balls on your drum set? I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> you wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> I would be a little mad, but you know, you have like untuned them before, basically. So I, it's like one I, of the myriad of things you've done to my drum kit. The myriad of things <laughs> I have done to your drum kit. There was one time where I tried to tune the snare. Okay, That's there was it. one time I went over and played them after you had been on it, and all of the drum heads were off of the drums. The drum heads were off of the drums. Yeah, like I went and I hit them, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this?" And the heads were off. Lies. I don't know. That's unconfirmed. You can't hey, listen. Confirmed listen. From the time hold that on, I hold did. on, hold on, hold on. Listen, Jr. Jr. plays on your drum set regularly. He told me you did it. Oh, did he? He said he took the key away from you, so you wouldn't do it anymore. 
I literally have used that drum key one time in my entire life. That must have been the one time. Oh, whatever. Lies. <laughs> JR doesn't. <laughs> JR's like, I discovered something new. And he, and, he, and he went on a long tangent about how often he plays your drum. So I, I think it, it was probably him. They live in his barn. He they can do. touch them as much as he wants to. Oh. Well, when when I'm a millionaire, I will be I will be repaying my drumming debt to you. No, I don't owe anything. Oh, I owe you something. No. I owe you something. What? I don't know. Maybe like a for unilaterally deciding that we share a drum kit. <laughs> I didn't ever make that decision. I feel like I have always tried to my very best to pay you the the respect and the good grace of you allowing me to play on your drum kit. Mm. You obviously disagree with that. I don't disagree. You just said that you think I unilaterally decided that I am part owner of your drum kit, <laughs> which is false. Well, by saying you owe me something, it's like you've taken a stake in something. No, it's I like owe I've you because you, you, no, you gave me an opportunity. You've given me an opportunity. It's I like, feel like going to the bank and just stealing money and going, wow, I owe you guys so much. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt, I feel, I, I do feel slightly indebted to you because I would have never gotten the opportunity to play drums without you. There's drums at Guitar Center you can play for free. I would have never done it, though. <laughs> I, w I, w I would have never been in an opportunity where I have two friends who can play, you know, guitar and bass and rhythm and get to jam with them if, if not for you. So I feel some sort of, like, you know, gratitude towards you. And you're twisting it into something very <laughs> negative. <laughs> and I'm s I don't even know how to respond to that. Say so you don't need to make it like you owe me something. Well, I was just saying when I'm a millionaire, I, I feel like it'd be fun to like, you know. If you're a millionaire. I mean, yeah, if. I mean, things could go catastrophically horrible. And I don't become a millionaire. Who that would be catastrophic for me. I have a lot of I have a lot of wants like vehicles that uh, require millions of dollars. You got to free yourself from wants, man. <sighs> Wouldn't that be nice, huh? Craving is the root of all suffering. Earthly desires that will make you hurt. Listen, I crave Chinese food every now and then, and when I get it, I'm like, damn, I'm happy about this. Yeah, but then it just leads to more craving and suffering later on down the road. Maybe. Are you enlightened? No. Do you do I just read a, I read a couple paragraphs about Buddha once. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha's cool. Buddha's kind of cool. I get it. Every time I, I hear a story it, about Buddha, I get excited. I'm like, damn, that guy was such a G. I have to pee so bad right now. We can uh we can call it if you want. Can we, we call it? Yeah, we can uh, we can finish on that, you know. I don't oh, know. do you want to take a pause? Whatever you want to do. I mean, if you're if you're satisfied with how it is, I, mean, I would be fine to continue. It's up to you. I just got to pee really bad. You can take a pee. I'll talk. I'll just sit here and chat. Just talk for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Talk some shit. Do you know where the bathroom's at? Yes. Okay. Man, that Bobby, huh? Staring at my dick. I don't owe you shit, apparently. I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I hope everyone out there is doing all right. My face hurts. I've just been smiling so much, you know? Crazy, crazy, crazy. 
starting to get hungry. This is a, officially the record for the longest podcast ever. It is a uh, hour and 35 minutes. It's the second podcast ever, so I don't think that that really is that significant. I uh, my thoughts are like I want pod- I want to be able to do this for as long as possible, you know, or as long as I it feels like natural or comfortable, you know. Some of my favorite podcasts go on for an hour, hour and a half, three hours. In some cases, you know, if you're listening to the old Joe Rogan experience, you know. I can see why a lot of podcasts wouldn't do that, though, because after talking for like an hour, you start getting like, holy shit, (laughs) I'm tired, (laughs) which is never something I've experienced just having a conversation with somebody like, you know, casually. But this setting makes it feel like you just you really have to be focused on what the other person's saying. But. I mean, I think having a podcast length from like an hour, I want it longer than an hour because the podcasts I listen to that are just an hour long, usually I'm just like, man, I want more. I'm I'm a long-term guy. Like, I'll listen to a podcast in chunks, you know. I don't always listen to it uh, like all at once. Like, I'll listen to 20 minutes here, an hour there, you know. And so, like, with, with certain podcasts, I want more. You know, and it seems like some podcasts, like the ones that do go longer sometimes, like you don't get till to the really good shit until like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours in, you know, you're real loose, you're real talking, you're in the flow. An hour just feels like you're cutting it off too fast. But who am I? Who am I but a lonely, inexperienced, young podcaster if again if you're listening to this and you know you don't know me personally and somehow you stumbled across twithlab.com twithlab.com or my spotify page the travis lebrecht show if you somehow just stumbled upon that and you're listening to this an hour and 38 minutes into the recording Holy shit. Thank you. You are my, you are really like inspiring to me. The fact that somebody would be listening to this right now is crazy to me. I don't think somebody is. I really doubt that. But if you are out there, that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm going to take a sip of this delicious screwball whiskey. Just for you. Starting to get hungry. That's another thing. It's like you can't really eat while on a podcast because, like, you just hear that you're chomping so well. But Bob is returning. I hear him. Hear him descending into the cave. He's back, my boy. How you feeling? I feel much better. You got another 20 in you? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Let's hit that two-hour mark. Holy shit, two hours, really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been I sitting here talking out of my ass for two hours. Yeah, that's Crazy. what I... Yeah. 
<laughs> I know, dude. I looked at the clock. I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, Philly, we could have we could have put a pin in it there if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> we decided not to let oh this well. train keep on rolling. It's even, we'll call it even two. That's fine. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Uh. Down to water now. Yeah, if you want another glass, you're, g- you're more than welcome. I'm probably good. I mean, I'm gonna get home at some point. Plus, we yeah. have a joint to smoke. Oops, yeah, I that's think the that's internet now. That's 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 the after show thing. Hope my boss doesn't hear this. JK, I'm like pretty sure my boss smokes weed. And I think both my bosses smoke. Weed. I don't think anybody, <laughs> anybody besides like our immediate friend group is gonna hear this. Probably not. And by <laughs> our immediate friend group, I mean maybe one person. Yeah. Hi, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, future episode right there. That's all right. Yeah, way back when it's a uh, when you have five hundred episodes and this is number two or whatever it is. This is number. This is number three. Number three. When I'm uh, when uh, number three when somebody gets around to here, uh, I guess this is just like a little time capsule thing. Yeah. Hello to whoever you well, are from the future. That is funny. I was just talking to my. If there's a random listener who found their way here that doesn't know me, they found their way to like my website or something like, like. I'm just blown away by that. <laughs> like, if that was real. Hello, but stranger. I was also thinking about, like, how, like, at an hour, like, with Jay, with JR, at an hour, I was just like, oh, uh, like, I started feeling fatigued. Oh. Like, like just the uh, level of focus and concentration. <laughs> well, I felt that way, too. I was starting to get that, like, <laughs> just like, my God, I am s- focusing so hard on what he's saying. Like, this is th- I'm thinking about what I'm saying so much, and I really think at the beginning of this one I, I was stumbling, not doing. I feel like I kind of was too. Oh man, who knows what it sounds like? I'm surprised I can talk. Yeah, well, we're doing better <laughs> now, but like I'm thinking about like you know like Joe Rogan, who does you know three hour podcasts with almost everybody that he has on, you know like two and a half three hours. I'm like God. Damn, that is such a long time to keep <laughs> a conversation flowing, you know? He's, how long are his, like, Elon Musk podcasts? That one was, like, that one was a little shorter. I think Elon's a busy guy. He probably is, but... Like, two hours to him. Oh, man. It'd be kind of... Elon Musk is smart, but, like, spending two hours talking to that freaking weirdo. He, he does come off kind of weird on podcasts, huh? a little weird. A little weird. I mean, everybody's a little weird. Which is good, but I don't know. There's just some kind of I I I don't know. I don't know. There's some people that I would, I would have a hard time spending two hours talking to. And I, I think I, 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 I I'm glad that you don't feel fatigued after talking to me for two hours. I did feel fatigued. Oh, okay. I'm exhausting. I get it. <laughs> it's not that you're exhausting. <laughs> it's just that it's it's just it's a I don't know. It's different. It feels different. Like a podcast talk feels a little bit different than. Uh, than a regular, like, just casual conversation. It's not as different as I thought it would be. Other no. than every now and then I become aware that there's a potential third party involved listening to it at a different place and time. You monitor yourself a little bit. Yeah. And you give the other person a little bit more space. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I think it's, uh, I think having, like, that microphone, which you need to adjust a little bit, get it, get it right up in there. There you go. Don't be afraid to like occasionally hear lip brushes on that. That's all right. <sighs> all right. Well, that was fucked up. The rest of my lips is right on it. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> That's why you know. Honestly, I, I was love the feel of a microphone. Great. This is the microphone. This is my first one. That's my second one. Uh, okay. Um, they're both the same model, but I got kind of superstitious 
before the start because I had mine on that. Is there labels on them? No, there will be. I'm going to put one on this one and two on that one. Yeah. And uh, I I just, I I was like, you know what? No, I've made love to this microphone. I need to use this one. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I don't know why, (laughs) but, you know, I felt that, like, connection to it. I'm excited to have like six microphones, you know, just be like completely useless <laughs> that I never use. Everybody gets two mics. <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> gets a gets a normal mic and then a fart mic. <laughs> oh man, let's see how the butthole mic does. The butthole mic. They got a yeah. fart mic on uh, your mom's house podcast. Huh. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it's very. Uh, ingenuitive, I think, is maybe the right word for that. It's novel. Uh, no one's ever done that before. Novel? I'm broadcast my son and my asshole to the <sighs> universe. You know, I, I think that I... <sighs> novel. Like, I just, I, just, uh, I just came up with, like, a podcast name. Just seeking novelty. Because that's something that I feel like I do. Mm-hmm. Or I want to do. Or enjoy Seek doing when novelty. I do. Yeah, when I find novelty, that just gets me off. Is anything novel? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like what? Um, just I mean, it doesn't. It, it, there are things that are really unique, you know, and novel for everyone. But, but then everything, there's I thought everything is. There's everything. There are things that are novel. Then how is how is a novel if everything is? Well, novelty is... If the universe is truly infinite, doesn't it mean there's some planet somewhere a billion years ago where they already did the exact same thing that we're doing right now? Doesn't mean it's not novel to you. No, but it's not novel to the universe. The universe knows. Dude, riding a jet ski for me is a very novel experience. And when I get to do it, it fucking... It rocks. I'm happy about it. If you've done it before, it's not novel. It is, though. No, novelty is like a new thing. No, novelty is a unique thing. Not necessarily new. Mm. Like, like, like novelty. Like, I think that, like, having novel experiences is is cool. Like, I could go skydiving when I'm 15 and then do it again when I'm, like, 25. It's still a novel experience. You know? And jet skiing. I haven't been jet skiing forever. It's a very novel experience in my, like, daily routine. I want that kind of shit like more often like just like unique things that are awesome you know like seeing uh the other day i saw a seven week old italian mastiff Hmm. it was a very novel experience and i laid on the ground in the grass and was just like playing with this little guy and it brought me so much joy I was like, this little guy, this little guy is the best. I haven't seen a puppy and I couldn't tell you how long. Puppies are the best. It's been an eternity since I've even, I think the last time I got to hang out with the dog is when we took, uh, was when Sophie came with us to the park. That wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't, but that was like the, even then, it was, uh, that was the first time I'd seen a dog in a long time. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Makes me feel sad that I don't get to see. I love dogs. Really? And I don't get to see them all that much. Man, I mean, am I spoiled that I get to live with one? Uh, I mean, maybe not even. I don't know about spoiled. Yeah. But like, um, privileged. I don't know. <coughs> maybe. I mean, it's all. It's a, it's a cool thing. I could live with a dog if I wanted to. I mean, I could be privileged. It's just could I take care of one? 
You could. I could, but I, I feel bad. I, I don't know. I feel bad keeping a dog in an apartment, especially like yeah, I, I, would, right. I would really love to get a Border Collie, and I don't think that's a good place no. for a Border Collie. Border Collies, those are, uh, those are dogs that need a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 need, they need something to do. Yeah. You, you know, know I already feel. Apartment not very like, conducive to, to that kind of dog. No. I feel massive amounts of guilt like with my dog sometimes just mm-hmm. because like I don't feel like I always give her everything that she needs. And that's that's how I feel about like the dogs that like me and my family had growing up. Yeah, and I I, I don't feel like we uh, like could have done enough for them, I guess. Um, and I I don't know. I feel bad thinking about that. Me too. And yeah. I don't want to do that to another dog. I want to be able to give a dog the life that it should. Like, I don't know. Like you want your. Dog I know to be a happy. dog isn't a baby, but kind of like a baby. Like I, I wouldn't be prepared to have a baby right now to bring a human life into yeah. the world to raise and shape and feed and care for and a dog is not much different i mean obviously it's a lot (laughs) less intense than a baby is but like you know if i got it i would have to take care of it i had to feed it i had to train it i had to teach it what's right and what's wrong and it's not that i don't want to do that i just don't know if i could do it properly yeah and that i am having those feelings about a dog at 25, it I makes me feel crazy that no. my parents had me at 20. They might not have made that. Uh, they told you they made that decision. I was planned, apparently, which yeah. is insane to me. I don't know. Well, I don't know what 20-year-olds plan to have a baby, but my parents apparently did. I wish everybody thought that way about dogs, though. Mm-hmm. Like that they want. That they considered like, am I capable of giving a dog everything it needs? They don't think about that. They mm-hmm. people look at dogs like they're accessories. Yeah. And a dog is so much more. There is so much life in that, and so much, so much that it, that you can give it to make it, like truly, truly yeah. happy. And They're man's best friend, and I want to be able to treat it like a best friend. Exactly, and 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 m- most, so many people aren't in the situation where they can or even have the willpower to mm-hmm. do it. You know, they feed it, they take it out, they go on an occasional walk, they throw it a ball, and then they yell at it when it barks. Yep. I see people yell at their dogs and hit their dogs, and I want it makes to me choke. Sick. I want Honestly, to choke. It does. Like you're you're an idiot. Like a, that's not how you train anything. No. That's just not. That's just bad psychology. <sighs> yeah. And you know, punishment isn't effective because it doesn't. It just makes behaviors stop. It doesn't make them disappear. So as soon as the punishment disappears, behaviors can start up again. And also. Positive reinforcement is how you teach things. That's yep. how you teach a dog. Is you give it treats. You don't smack it. Yeah. When if 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 your dog gets out, you don't punish it when yeah. it comes back. Yeah. You shit stained mongoloid. Dude. People, people who hit their dogs are scum. I saw a dude with this chihuahua in my apartment complex, and it like got out or something like that. So it's just on its own. It took a poop. And I'm pretty sure the guy saw it poop, so he didn't pick up he the poop. He just started smacking it. He didn't smack it. He just picked it up by its collar and walked oh, yeah. it all the way back to their apartment, just holding it in the air by its collar. See, I've done something that's And also didn't pick up. up its poop. Well, that's rude. Yeah, that's so at first rude. I was like, well, first off, you're an asshole. Second off, you're a big asshole because yeah. you can't pick up after your dog, and also you can't take care of it properly. So what I've done is similar Sophie's gotten out a couple times in her history and she's wandered too far mm-hmm. and she she'll do this thing where she doesn't come and I'm like right there and then when I get close to her she'll scamper away and I'm like oh Sophie you're starting to piss me off mm-hmm. and scare me because like you could get hit by a car you could you could you could get lost and I might not be able to find you any number of things could happen this sucks right now Sophie this sucks 
And so, like, when I do, like, when I have, like, been able to approach her, calmly get her and just be like, hey, hey, this isn't cool. Like, talk to her. Like, I don't want you to do this because you could get hurt. This sucks for me. I talk to her. And then I pick her up, my Siberian Husky, and I put her in my arms, and I carry her in front of me, and I carry her home. And she fucking hates it. <laughs> <laughs> but when she gets home, she gets a treat, she gets a belly rub, and she gets all the lovings in the world. I just do that carrying her home thing because she, so she knows if she does wander too far, when I do get there, it's gonna kind of just be moderately that's sucky. Fine. That's yeah, fine. I don't hit her. I don't, uh, and no aggression. Just while I'm talking, while I'm home. carrying her, I'm talking to her. You yeah. know, just like, hey. Don't be like that. I think that's a fine way of doing it. Yeah. I never, I've, oh, dude, I've gotten mad at her. I'll sit her down and I'll sit her down and I'll grab her face and I'll be like, look at me. I'm being serious right now. I'm boss. Stop. You're pissing me off. Occasionally it happens and most of the time I'm going to be, I'll be honest. It's, it's, I'm in a fucked up mood and she's just being excited or something (laughs) and it's just, pissing me off because like i'm on a walk and i'm just sitting over here just like all the stress in the world and she's just like <coughs> just pulling in on your the face thing, or something just going yeah. crazy oh, okay. going crazy just <coughs> and i'm just like fucking chill <laughs> sophie <laughs> you know i don't scream at her or anything but that's how i feel inside it's just like can you can Calm. can you be the one thing in my life that just cooperates right now please <laughs> you know and s- I just I think people just don't understand how to take care of an animal. Yeah. People the pet ownership in this country is so high and so many people are so not qualified. So many people have never picked up a single fucking book about like their dog, let alone their specific breed. How many people have kids that are in this exact same situation? Dude, don't I? So (laughs) I don't. I don't have a kid, so like I can't. I don't know. All the shit we're saying about about dogs, I think, could extend to humans just (sighs) as easily. Like for sure, we're saying how many people get dogs before they're ready to, and it's like. That's a dog. Like how many people? Dog. How many people shit out a baby before they're ready well, to they don't shit rear a human? A God damn it! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Probably, probably more people. Definitely more people than are consciously, you know, like prepared and have a solid foundation, ready to say, like, okay, now we're gonna have a kid. Yep. Way more people are probably like, just like, oh shit, Tammy, you're pregnant. I guess we have Fuck. a baby now. I guess we're going to have a baby. God said we have to keep it. Well, I mean, if you're <laughs> four months pregnant, good luck with that conversation, buddy. Scramble it. That's hard. Get the egg beater. No. I mean, you're going to stick an egg beater in your girlfriend. Ain't that how it works? That is not how it works. No. no. Shit. They can use chemicals, oh. I think. Let's cut it out. It's a tumor. Excise it. That's hardcore, Remove dude. Remove it. Oh, my God. Babies are babies. Are they even humans? Babies? Or fetus? Uh, yeah, I think so. Kind of? I mean... It's like a human analog. I don't like the argument of, like, you know, I see all the billboards, and the like, heartbeat starts at 14 days after birth. Or 14 days before, or 14 days after conception, or whatever it is. Yeah. And that 
bothers me as like a pro-choice argument because it's like, well, how many spiders have you squished in your heart in your life? It's Just because something has a heartbeat means it deserves to exist no matter what. Yeah. How many bugs do people squish? Bugs all have hearts. It's a you, hard you, you, could, you kill an ant because it's an inconvenience in your house because you don't like the way it looks. Well, you also get, don't get rid of a ant. baby that isn't even it's never even born. It has no concept of what reality is just because it has a little pump and heartbeat and a little pig face and it's 14 days old. Yeah. If it's going to have a miserable existence and it's going to make you miserable because you can't take care of it properly, then why bring it into the world? I think I think at a certain point you might be obligated to bring it into the world as a good person because like it's just so there's I think there's I think there's a cutoff point. Where is it? Somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. there's a point where it's like, okay, abortion is just not acceptable now. Like for sure, like seven or eight months. Okay, it's so just like not cool. Where is the line where you start calling people autistic? What do you mean? Like autism's a spectrum. So who's autistic? That's where, where how much how autistic is autistic? At what point does a baby become a human? That has rights, even though it's never even seen sunlight. Even when they're born, babies are still basically fetuses. Yeah. Human babies are useless. Well, they bring a lot of love to your heart. Yeah, but they can't walk. Yeah. They can't, they can't talk. Baby elephants can walk like so they deserve, immediately they don't deserve born. to live. I'm not saying they don't deserve to live. I'm just saying that even a fully formed nine month old baby is barely a human. It has no concept of what's going on. Like it's not good because they're so innocent. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I don't know where I'm getting with all it this. Sounds like you want to kill babies, <laughs> or at least have no problem. No, I don't. It's not that. I love babies, and I I really enjoy. I like babies. And I I definitely am not advocating infanticide. By well, you're means. you're saying that like there should be there's no limit on abortion. Like nine months a week a day before. That's pretty fucked up. A nine month abortion would be insane. A seven month. Abortion I don't think is it's insane. something that we shouldn't be able to do because what happens if there's some horrible complication that would kill the mother that is only becomes aware. I mean, in nine months you'd be able to well, do yeah. section, wouldn't you? Well, that's the there's thing. There's alternatives. But the thing is, like, okay, so like, there, you can't. I don't think that it's fair to look at a woman and tell her what she has to grow. Certainly not. And I also think that there's a weird level of just like as a man, it's hard to even discuss. Like, honestly, yep. I don't think that and I, guess that, I that have any business talking about it whatsoever. This is just, this is just what I think. I mean, yeah. obviously, I will never carry a child, so I have no pony in this race. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think I can even like I should be in the booth commenting, commenting on the races on the ponies racing. Like, like really, like my thoughts are just like, I don't I, I, I don't think I have an opinion. I think it should be. I don't like it. Just I think it should be pro choice. I think it's up to. Yeah, I, I, I agree that there is a certain point where it's like, I mean, if, I think getting an abortion in nine months would be pretty fucked up unless there's like pretty, you sure, know, it's a, pretty sure you can't. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? You could just get a C-section, and the baby could probably survive on its own. Maybe that would be where the cutoff was, you know? Like, if a baby can survive on its own after being removed from the mother, like, if there's, like, a... I mean, you can't, like, pre-bag preemies. I don't know how, like, preemie a baby Preemies can, can be. get pretty preemie. They can be, yeah. like, born at, like, 22 months, So maybe there's just a certain point where rather than, like, aborting and killing the fetus, it's just removed, and it is, uh, like, you know, developed outside of the womb, more or less. 
And even then, again, I, I have no pony in this race. It comes yeah. down to, I mean, this is totally something that should only be up to women. I think that's that's I think that's just something that I'm learning. And one of the things that uh, one of the ways I've learned that is. Uh, is through discussing circumcision with women mm. and they in coming across like it's the younger women I've talked to about it generally are either a just like why do you care so much b like it doesn't matter it's like uh, it what uh, why do you care so much or um i like the way a di- penis looks circumcised it looks weird uncircumcised Hmm. whereas the older women that i've talked to about it that are experienced nurses in labor and delivery units all of them which is like three but they they were all agreed that circumcision is so horrible and they would genital mutilation it's yes and they've seen hundreds of them and every time they see it happen they it makes them sick they think it's completely wrong. It's totally and fucked. I mean, it's completely unnecessary. You go to classrooms nowadays and they'll talk about female gender mutilation and how big right. of a crime it is when there's, you know, babies get their but tips my and their thing dicks is, cut off is every like, day in America. My thing is women, like, although that's my experience with talking. So there's there's a lot of women who don't see anything wrong with it, don't get it. They just don't get it. Hmm. And it's kind of similar where where men just don't get it like we can talk about life we can talk about it's her body we talk about there's something growing in her body it's her choice it's it's life it's not life it's conscious it's not conscious but at the end of the day it is something that is happening inside of a woman's body and that is just something that we have zero concept of what it's like at Mm. all like we have no idea what it's like to be a woman at all nope as as a man you do not know we just don't know mm-hmm. so i have a tough time like talking about it especially because like when i think about it like my opinion is basically like fuck i don't like it i don't like it like i i don't like the idea of taking something that is definitely going to be a human with that could that can live a happy life or a human a human with potential and just putting the smoke out you know or putting pouring water on the fire i don't i don't like that you know but at the same time i understand that there's situations where that is that's it's probably a good thing to do that you know like uh, there's situations you know rape or uh, you know the baby is going to be severely deformed and have a really 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 difficult life that's going to make the life of the parents just so difficult or like they just don't want to have a baby yeah that's yeah yeah i mean and that's that's one where it's like you know people are like adoption and i'm like man yeah but then you have to fucking carry around a parasite in your belly for nine months <sighs> and then have well, a horrible viewing horrible it as a parasite experience. is kind of crazy i mean but it also is a parasite it's not it's a living organic thing that's inside of your body that's siphoning it's away your energy it's not that's not a parasite now what a, a human fetus is. isn't a parasite. It's a it's a being that lives inside of you that eats off of your own energy and what you would take. I think that you're confused about what the definition of a parasite. It's I think something you're just that enters you connecting. from a foreign uh, body. It comes into you from the outside. It's similar. It has 
but to, I'm not saying it. Okay, it's not. But to refer to it as a parasite is so so. Babies evil. have characteristics of parasites. To say some things are alike is to say they are not alike. So no, a baby is not a parasite, but a baby is like a parasite. Okay. It's basically a tapeworm. Not even close. You eat food. Tapeworm eats the food that you eat. You yeah. eat food and a baby takes some of the food that you your, eat. Your body doesn't develop a blood supply for the tapeworm. Yeah, and that's where the difference is. The bo- the to say two things are alike is to say they're not alike. All right. So there I is a difference. I, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. But I just, also, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I just an, wish that could be like manifested. If it's an unwanted organism, some huh? people don't want babies in them. Yeah, I get so that. that. And, and, and so like, but I do, I and this is the thing it's like my opinion is like i don't like it 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 bothers me it uh, it bums me out but i get it that some scenarios it it might be the best thing for everybody involved i think that's and that's why i don't have any opinion because like i'm not i'm i'm in no way like somebody that should be looked at as 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 somebody who even hold should be allowed to hold an opinion about it. I don't. I don't think I deserve an opinion about it because yeah. I'm not a woman. That's what I think being pro-choice is about. It's about no. I think it's about just giving people the choice, recognizing that yeah, it's okay. not your problem. Right, or not your like problem. You have no pony in this race, so you shouldn't be banning abortions. You should be giving the people who are dealing with the situation the ability to choose whatever it is they want to right. do. I think pro-choice so now is view is looked at as like synonymous with uh, pro-abortion. Pro-abortion. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of pro-life people are really pro-choice because a lot of people like personally would never get abortions. Yeah. But there's people who would never get an abortion who all of a sudden have an unwanted pregnancy that get it. Yeah. They're like, oh shit. Squirt. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't want this. Yeah. Like, How can I make this stop? Yeah. I think that's a. I don't know. I think the ability to just be able to choose because it is their body. And at the beginning, at, at the very, Bro. at least at the very beginning stages, it's essentially just a peanut. And what's the point? Why worry about getting rid of a peanut? Because that peanut if is it's gonna, gonna not if be it's, a peanut for a while, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a baby. Within three months, you're going to be able to see that peanut like growing huge but it doesn't know it has no concept of what's going it on. It doesn't. But like to, to why does, have a why child does, Yeah, but why does different. that trump your life? It doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't. I'm saying personally, I would, if, if faced with that decision, like I have an unwanted pregnancy with like my girlfriend or something, I would be completely torn. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that I could pull the trigger and say, let's get an abortion. I don't think I could do that because, th- because that's a child. Like, it, although it's not breathing air with, with its lungs yet, it will, and that is going to be my child. It's something totally psychedelic, man. It's different, you know. It's not. It's 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 something that I think it's really easy to be on the outside and say like, yeah, abort that baby, but like to actually do it is like, man. Humans and women who do it, th- there's then. a lot of women who have gotten abortions that have really, really terrible sim- like anxiety about it oh sure you it's, know? Uh, it's gotta be a incredibly traumatic and stressful thing yeah but also cool. it's something that's just present in nature what it's something mean? that like i don't know humans have always done it abortions it, i mean 
either in abortions or infanticide. One of the two. I don't, I mean. That's a pretty common thing amongst yeah. a lot of tribes. If all of a sudden, I mean, some tribes way back, or even nowadays, there's some hunter-gatherer tribes where if a female's born, sometimes they just don't want any more girls in the tribe. So then they just take it out of the woods and kill it. <laughs> doesn't mean that's okay. No, it doesn't mean it's okay. Definitely not. But I don't know, like, uh, I think... It's just something that we are that humans assign stuff values to. Yeah, and we like, give human we give, we give human life a very a yeah. heavy weight, and we give and I think I de- it's definitely hard with babies because I think you know a lot of people I I, I like babies a lot. I definitely if I was if I had a unwanted pregnancy too, I would also be very torn. I would have a hard time making that choice. Yes, um, but I don't know, like just to I don't like. Abortion isn't a new thing, and I think a preemptive abortion, something like an actual abortion, is better than, oh, you had a baby, and we just don't like it, so we're going to kill it now or get rid of it. Yeah. So it's like it rather well, that's, than— that's that's highly, highly, highly illegal, I believe. You can't just kill a baby because you don't like it. Yeah, but even— Even like if it's your baby. Then why do we have abortions? Well, ab- see, and that's the thing, because medical issues— issues with circumstance and the fact that it's medically possible you i know? think if you just don't want your baby you shouldn't have to keep it well you don't you yeah. can give it away yeah well you, you can drop it you also shouldn't have to carry it to term if you don't want to no i agree with that you can't you shouldn't be forcing a woman to to grow a baby inside her that she she vehemently doesn't want mm-hmm. like for me the all the always trump argument for 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 abortion has been like a woman gets raped and she gets pregnant from the rapist. I I just can't I can't convince myself that in any reality she should she should be forced to give birth and care for that child to, to go through nine a nine month pregnancy and then you know, but again I I I, I really I, I I keep talking about it. we keep talking about it and I I, I said so many times like. I really, really don't think that, like, I, I think this is one of those, like, public issues that I just don't belong talking about. I don't think it should be an issue. And it wasn't an issue for a very long time. Well, it wasn't, uh, I mean, abortion was not popular until the recent 21st it century, really. Yeah, but it wasn't, uh, I mean, it's been available for a long time. People not have that had, long like,. Time. But it wasn't a political issue until the Roe v. Wade case, when the yeah. evangelical right basically paid for it to become an issue. Well, there's there's a massive amount of people who feel feel very very strongly that because women it's become uh, it's been be in the news and people have been paying money to push to push it and make it become an issue. Probably that's probably part there's of it. There's a there's a documentary that just came out and it has the woman who was Jane Roe. And they, I don't remember what her real name is, but she's the Roe of Roe v. Wade. Um, and she just uh, was in a documentary that she made, and it was basically her confession on her deathbed. Uh, she was, after the Roe v. Wade case, she was, uh, she was, I think she was raped, and she was uh, appealing for her right to have an abortion. Yeah. After the case ended, she basically recanted all of that. She became a born-again Christian. She was a queer woman, and she became like a... She went to a conversion camp and all that kind of stuff. So all of a sudden, she was like, just Jesus is the way, and she was yeah. far right, all that kind of jazz. This documentary that they just came out with, she 
basically just came, she came out and said that they paid her to do all that. Yeah. They're like a bunch of preachers and like the people who represented like the political, religious, evangelical right came along and they paid her like five hundred thousand dollars to convert to Christianity and go just to a conversion a bunch camp. Of public statements. Yes. Wow. That's yes. So. It's like in the short term, it's probably like, yeah, duh, money, do it, fuck it. But she in was, the long I mean, term ramifications, this whole the whole thing started off because she was a homeless woman that got raped and she wanted to have an abortion. Yeah. So she was one of the most like she was an at risk person. She was very vulnerable <laughs> and she was preyed upon by a group of political people who saw an opportunity to make a stink, basically. Yeah. So that's when abortion became a big deal in America. Is when the evangelical right started paying for it to become a big issue. Before that, who I don't know what this what the view was before that, but it wasn't the hot button political debate it was today. You know, and that that is that is something that needs to be talked about is like the over politicization of certain issues and the way they become right and left. Because there's so much. I mean, with the abortion, the common sense thing I think is it's not like let them fucking pick. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, and then all of a sudden, everybody starts yeah, making it like. Much. It's everybody's choice. It's like, no, you're not. It's, no, it's, it's the well, choice 50% of the person of the, the population baby. should shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. So anybody, if you got a dick between your legs, shut the fuck up. And when it comes down to an abortion, I don't think it should even be up to the 50% of the population that are all in charge of it. It should be down to the individual woman. They're, it's yeah. not the 49.999% of women that are carrying that one's baby. Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate that, like, topics like that get so over politicized mm -hmm. like how come being christian is now synonymous with being on the right i don't know why is there a right and why is there a left mm -hmm. because that's how the rich people keep you divided and that's how they keep their power i don't think it's a conscious thing like i think with a lot of like people who are like in like conspiracy theorists and uh people who like view see a lot of the problems in the american like political system system like think that it's like this like conscious thing like they consciously are trying to keep people separated and keep people out of power but i think it's more like it's just how it happens you know when you get i don't think that it's a conscious effort to keep people under the thumb i think it's just people stay on under a thumb because it's just the momentum I don't know. I don't think that there's like a dark government that's no, controlling. I, I don't think there's a dark government either. I think there's just an overwhelming abiding force that changes hands very frequently that maintains the same interest. Yeah. And okay. that is the power of the wealthy ruling elite. Yeah, but I, I I agree with that, but I don't think that they're it's they like conspire to no. to cause I don't think it's social a, disturbances. It's not an act of conspiring. Yeah. It's like what we were saying about the thing that we were talking about earlier. What thing? I'm trying to think about what it was now. Dun dun dun, dun uh, what was it? I totally lost all my train of thought. Um God, what the fuck were we talking about? We've talked about a lot of things. Um I don't know. What I think about it is, I think the, I think it's not, oh, it's like stockbroker, or not stock, like board directors, ah, like yes. that kind of thing. It's people who have certain beliefs, but they are motivated to do, or compelled to do something different. Um, I think it's something similar with that. Like, when I'm saying that the wealthy ruling elite are 
active or, or dividing the population. I don't mean that it's necessarily like they're getting around in dark rooms on conference day. Well, oh yes, we need to spread this thing. This story we need to, to divide the population. I think it's just no. a general trend that yes. the wealthy really elite have certain patterns of behavior that, that they cause can, that. Yes. yes. So I think that the oppression of poorer people is mm-hmm. just a general pattern that you observe in the ruling elite. I don't think it's necessarily something that they could pe- that they conspire actively to do. I think it's kind of like what you said. It's just an act. It's just a set of yeah. behaviors that you know produce that result. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think that's a good place to end. That sounds good. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for coming. That of was course, fun. Thank you for having me. All right. That's it. All right. Uh, goodbye. Yep. <laughs> that's right. It's like hanging up the phone Signing after Signing off now. I'm going to hang up, and I'm still going to be sitting here. Yep. And uh, nobody nobody gets to hear what happens now. Yeah, it's all lost in the ether. All right. Good night. Goodbye.